What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyer. Man, I've risked all those on, man. I have a lot more pride than the NBA All-Stars that lined up in Indianapolis about anything in life. Uh, I would just I would just limit it to that night, right? Right. <laughs> I would just limit it to that night, but you got a point. I guess that's where we started, right? Uh, the 2024 yeah. NBA All-Star, do you want to go with the weekend or the game? Um. So, real quick, Sabrina versus Stefan was awesome. Like, that's, it was that's like... The most thing that's, that's like the most impressive and fun kind of thing that I think that they've done in years. Um, even you know some of the dunk con- the three point contest is like a baseline good depending on how how hot people get you know throughout the thing. But Stephanie and Sabrina was the main event. Yeah, uh, loved it. Loved what it did for for Sabrina. Loved what it did for Steph. It was competitive. They were nervous. They were serious. And overall, they entertained us. Yeah, and. That seems like they they found something and they're gonna like try to make that thing bigger and be- better. Yeah. I didn't watch the celebrity game. Uh, well, I hold on before, the... before we move on because I, 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 why is Sabrina so good at taking these uh these uh, these moral victories? It happened. It happened at WNBA finals this year, and now this like she like we're all like Sabrina good. Like, look at her shoes. She got a great shoes. Don't you want them shoes? Actually, I kind of do want them shoes. Losing, losing. <laughs> She, yeah, she, she does have some hard shoes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she, she'll be straight. I think she I think she took over uh Kyrie's trap when they took you, hey, you want to do this? All right, give me take we'll, look, John these Morant future, too. These future designs for you, give me those, and we'll give those to Sabrina. John Morant also. I think, but yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, dunk contest. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know who you know who didn't get the good designs? Devin Booker. Oh, the man. book ones look like some forces. Sorry, I love book, oh, but them, they look just like forces. I gotta, I gotta they look, like, they look, they, go look at the black book ones. Them shits look like forces, basically forces. I don't know if you want to call them dunks, oh, but they basically no. Yeah, 
Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Am I lying? I see, some red, I see some red ones. LeBron pulled up with some shoes on that were super hard. They were like these Deion Sanders. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw those. I was surprised he was wearing super them. Super hard. Air DT Max 96. I, I think I am uh, going to have to. Uh, <laughs> I may have to, you know. Find my way into some stock X. You know how they always, uh, you know how you know the the market and everything. Like, when are they gonna like? When are they gonna pull out the retro VIX? Can they do that? Can they get away with that? I'm sure somebody's making them. You know, Nike made those VIX. You know, with no, the I'm seven saying, I'm, I'm saying somebody's making making reps or something right now. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like authentics. Like, can Nike get away with that? Like, not, look, Michael Vick's mm, one of those people nah. that like that pat that look. He uh he perpetrated and he has like. Put in the work, right? But you know, folks got a hold of folks still mad about them dogs. So if if he yeah. ever, I don't know what he got to do, but if he ever come back, look, I might have to go get them Vicks. I I want them Vicks so badly man. when they came out in high school. And they, man, they I'm in I'm in I'm in Atlanta now. Shit, I might as well find me a uh, 2002 Michael Vick jersey oh, at some point, either the white or the black one. One of them. What they gonna do? I mean, it is Atlanta. That's a place. That's the one place you can wear that thing. <laughs> that's the one place. Oh, um, yeah. But dunk contest uh, wasn't feeling it. Uh, I damn near fell asleep on it. And I mean, it was amazing that I I fell asleep on a dunk contest, bro. I thought, okay, let's be real. The dunk contest was perfectly fine, minus Jalen Brown's terrible dunks. If Jalen Brown is not in that dunk contest and is not an all star and does not get that that Wyatt Sinek dunk, or sorry, not Wyatt Sinek, uh, Kai Sinek dunk, where he's the dude is small, he's like he's dunking over Kevin Hart who's sitting in a chair, and then like puts up the the D Brown arm after way the too ball late. goes through the hoop, like that got a higher dunk than like Vasquez windmilling over Shaq. That's crazy. What? That like Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin's dunk was way better than that too. It was like, wait a second. I, I remember right when I was like, bro, that's like a forty-two dunk he just did. And then like they gave him a forty-seven in advance. So I was like, nah, nah, all right, man, we done, we done. This cooked, this cooked <clears throat> because he's a lone All Star. They, they had, they've had to just put him through. It's cooked. Awful. He had one thing to do. All he had to do instead of trying to do this and all that shit, he could have done that right with a normal dunk. He could have took off and and did that. However, all he had to do was pull off the jersey and have a white one underneath that said Brown. Like, it was D. Brown. But it's him at the same time with the seven. It's the same shit. Like, he could have made everyone laugh and feel good. Like, oh, it's D. Brown, but it's actually him. But who is it? Hold on. What's he doing? And then, you know, do do the dunk. That's all he had to do. But those are small potatoes. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, before we move on, the rest of All Star Saturday, Scotty Barnes. You, look, man, there are some nasty, salacious charges being pressed against you on on the internet community, and I'm not going to touch on them. I think they're kind of vile. Uh, when you in a, when you are, lose your dribble in a skills competition, the folks that say those things about you, it ain't gonna make them change their mind. Um, and it's foul what they say about you, but I'm just, I'm pointing that out. I'm gotta point that out, but we can move on from there. Um, and then, you know, they did the, uh, they had Ant out there and he shot, he shot left-handed threes. He was clanking them holes. And, and 
that that one that one good man that one good we try we want we want we want what's best for you and this one was best for you man um a lot of the skills stuff like was kind of confusing i was like oh now they're, they're together now it's like a team competition hold yeah. on it's not it was like a relay like, what's going on it's here? like a relay yeah and then, like, they got all these these uh big things where they're throwing passes and moving back and forth. I'm like, yo, this thing has gotten way more complicated than like it used to be. Um, usually, they just had you know the the one obstacle course for your time. And I'm like, yeah. Remember, remember when? When, the, when do we quit that? Remember when? It's, well, you know why? All them guards out there getting their ass kicked by by that damn bounce pass. That bounce pass is a kick ass all the time. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They were like, no, nah, we got to change it up, but we got to still make it kind of hard. And then lo, lo and behold, like what kept catch, catch people was like they didn't know they had to cut inside of the first uh, obstacle instead of just cut veer over it. So that was catching them. Like that caught Paolo. I that didn't. That, I think they almost caught uh, a few other people. But yeah, it was just uh, it was just people learning these things. They don't know the rules, and that go and that kind of fl- flash forwards into like not caring, which was the theme of this weekend in particular. Let's get to it, because what I watched was an absolute disgrace. The NBA All-Star Game used to mean something. It used to be like this one time a year where all the stars gathered. They'd have fun throughout the first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, it would be like, all right, the big dogs, all y'all check in. We're going to see who's who's who right now. And it it was like, it was like a measuring uh, stick, essentially, you know, for who kind of has the juice in the league at the moment. A lot of people say it's only an exhibition game, all this stuff. I think that is soft ass thinking. And I think that is a bullshit way to just hand wave anything. It's like you don't have to care about anything, but there are a lot of people that do care about this all-star game. That's why like we don't want it to go the way of the Pro Bowl. We don't want right. it to go the way of like these things that don't matter. Like this game has a rich history. The name the award is named after Kobe Bryant. The one and, one of the guys and, that uh, always tried hard. And, and and what's happening now? Like these people are showing up, just shooting, like scoring a hundred points and a half and shit, two hundred yep. points in a game now. Yep. yep. Like, bro, take Kobe's name off the award if y'all gonna do this shit. Like, to hear in the aftermath that like Adam Silver and Larry Bird and Oscar Robertson and a few other like legends, people connected, like talk to the players, and somebody even some of the players were like. Yeah, man, we gotta actually give a fuck like we haven't done the last few years, and then they go out there and do it again. It was like, all right, man, y'all, y'all, you know, people said the whole thing about like the, you know, the buddy buddy stuff of the picking teams, uh, and you know everything else, and like the unloaded and the West being uneven in talent for all those years, and well, they then the West loses. So let me finish, <laughs> and then they go ahead and you know and they go ahead out here and they you know they flip it up. And they put it back to what it used to be to try to get people to instead of doing a pickup game thing, people be upset and blah, blah, blah. That, like, maybe if, you know, they put it back to the conferences, they'll try again. And then they went out there and, like, it took three, it took four trips up the floor for me to t- hit you and, uh, and Kirby and be like, hey, man, they don't give a fuck. They still don't give a fuck. And sure enough, the threes are getting thrown up. And, like, look, man, it's the NBA. I, it's the NBA in 2024. There's more threes than ever. The All-Star game, like, th- they have no... They have no conscience about throwing up a shot at this stage in the All-Star game 
that they would never put up in a regular season game. None. And like, obviously, you know, defense or getting back or whatever else, that's, that's always been a thing where guys ha- are lazy to get back on defense in all-star games. It's always the case, even, even 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. But mm-hmm. like, the whole idea where like dudes are cherry picking so hard. It was like you, somebody gets a broke, a, a fast break dunk and there's immediate outlet like Kevin, like Kevin Love or Wes Unsell, like no, or the Jokic, like get out of here. Like it was just back and forth, ping pong and ping pong and ping pong. And then like, it, it, it was just very uh, disheartening. Cause it's like, do any of y'all like want to seize an opportunity for y'all selves as far as like people believing in y'all in that kind of way or is it just so so far gone where like no no you're around all these guys and none of them want to try and like if you're the one that tries people look at you like you crazy or you're the, or you're the doof the doofus the dope that wants to try hard it's like i don't know man but like after the games here anthony anthony edwards say like yeah man this is this is our break or whatever so this is a break is like this is a break for everybody for decades before you were born and like, not only is the case now where like there are more, there was more time added between the break now. Like y'all are trying even less than they did. Like y'all have, I don't want to do the old. Back like, when are we going to stop? Like, what are why? we going to stop coddling these niggas? Like and, and with this soft shit. Look, man, niggas I, out here crying about about possibly getting injured and shit. Stop the cap. That's not it. Like, because I I know what it is when people start saying shit in public that doesn't make sense like that. Just say you want more money to play the game. That's all they gotta say. But they know they can't say that because they'll get fucking killed in the court of public opinion. Like, be like, don't y'all make enough fucking money? Like, and then like, it's not an honor to come out here and compete and do this shit for the history of the league. Like, I, has I all look, that shit gone out the window? Look, I don't. I think I think that's long gone. Where people don't care, or the the guys just don't care about that stuff. But I think the main thing is like these guys are tired. But I'm like, yeah, but y'all are always tired. So like, what's the difference? Like, what y'all tired from? Y'all already doing all the low management. This is just one more thing in all these things in the league over the years that have just turned people off. The fucking super duper teams, the stat, the the the, the crazy free agency, this shit, like with the lack of trying in the all-star game, the regular season turned to bullshit, all the stuff with all the fucking uh, trying to do the in-season tournament. Like, what are we doing here? Like, pretty soon, people will only watch the NBA Finals, and I think it's already headed there. Nah, playoffs. Uh, I, I think we're already there. Like, it's... it's Last year was when it was like... Well, for me, I was like, okay, man. Like, it's, it's been a few times you would see teams that would, you know, overachieve, and then they get in the playoffs, and it's a whole different, it's a whole different animal because of whatever the team is in matchups, whatever else, whatever glaring hole they had that like they were not pressed up against when they were in the regular season. Cause it's like the way team scout or uh, advanced scouting is like behind as far as like the, the practice time. So they can't like prepare for teams on, you know, just on one night or whatever else on the back to back, getting into a town late or whatever else I get that. But once you got to send it for a series it's different. And that's always been, that's always been the case in matchups and playoffs. But when I look around and I see like, all right, the top teams in the, in the like no team won sixty games last year. It's like oh, so no one cares. No one just cares. No one no one cares to play their hardest. No one cares to like want to get a comfortable lead or whatever else, and then take their foot off the gas. They or I mean, except for the Nuggets, the Nuggets literally did that. But like the seat, people are just like all. There's so many old guys now that like they can't do it every single night. That it's like all right, I can 
do X, Y, and Z. Let's just try to get a matchup in the playoffs, and then we'll bounce someone. Like, and that's what the that's what Lakers did to the, to the, the Grizzlies, right? Like they got yeah. the matchup they were looking for. They they bounced some cool, and then they also ran into another matchup they were fortunate to get with playing like a team that was so much smaller than the Warriors. And it's like, all right, man, like it's cool that like you know after the after the how bad it was for the Lakers and the Westbrook thing, that whole run to like them to have some spark of life that overachieve in that way. But it's like. All right, what, what did I just watch for the past seven, six months to get here, right? And obviously, there's always some surprise team that makes the Final Four, right? Like, a few years ago, it was Atlanta. A couple, uh, the year after that, it was uh, Dallas. There's always a team that sneaks, or, you know, remember, like, those, uh, like, was 09 or 08 uh, Utah Jazz, right? There's yeah. always a team that sneaks into, into, a West, into a conference finals. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but it's like, if these games, and I watch these games, and I've watched basketball my whole life, and I understand how hard these dudes work at the apex of it, I understand when people care about like a regular season game, post All Star game, and then I watch guys' effort from night to night, and like I've seen these guys a decade ago, or you know seven years ago, d- d- depending on how old these guys are, from night to night, like play at a higher level, night to night. It's like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not tripping. I remember, I remember how these guys used to get down. So what? So is it just like everybody is tired, or or what? Like what has happened to the schedule? What has happened to these bodies and these players? And how come these new bodies, these young guys, are still also like this too? It's um. So this is a, because so get, the like the expectation has been changed. So like the All Star game is a microcosm of this of the regular season. Where it's like this used to be a showcase event for you get the best the biggest stars in in the league together, and like you get to see. Like at the peak of it, mano mano, who can you know for a quarter or for five minutes, or whatever else, like them compete at a high, at a pretty high level. Was it playoff level? No, but was it was it like you know, uh, or was it March? Was it a March like a uh, Sunday game on national television? It will be that so, level of intensity. We don't the get all star game. I we feel like had it had its own like tier of like mythology. Even it's like now it just doesn't and like i was like going through the years or whatever and i was like man i think the last all-star game to really like be something for real was like 2014 and then the kobe year like when he died and aside from that like we have lost this this game like and it really sucks because I grew up loving the NBA All Star Game. I had posts on my Facebook, uh, you know, uh, the memories thing, you, memories thing. I had the same where, thing where today. I'm looking at it, looking at, it, I was like, man, I wait all year for the All Star Game. You know, I wait, you know, to see these guys, you know, do whatever. This is gonna be great. I'm pumped. I'm posting a, a, about it uh, ten hours before it happens. And shit, like, hey, bro, we we sound old now. But remember when Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose in All Star Game? Yes. Right, like. What the fuck? And then he kept playing. Right. Right. Like, like Yes, literally. What happened to the game I love? Literally, uh, Dan. Like it, it's like, you know, we you you said that we sound old. I I I don't think this is a thing of age. I don't think this is a thing of times changing or anything. This There's gotta be can, something generational. This is this is bad, man. Like, because like it's it, a, it didn't, like, it didn't just start here. Like okay, this, this thing has already been falling downhill. Right, right. But this is the reason why I say this, right? Obviously, Caleb Baldwin, uh, contributor to Social Suplex, he said like he didn't get why people were upset about it or whatever else. Or and I was like, well, 
I don't know how much basketball you ever watched, but like people used to give a fuck and try. And I'm not even going back like decades ago, back when Jordan played or when Bird or Magic played. I'm like, just go back to 2014, just a decade ago. They were trying hard, right? And like that was the thing that's like, I don't, what has happened in the last decade? Like you can't say, well, these guys get paid so much money or the schedule so much different. It's like all these dudes were making, or uh, most of these dudes that were making all sorts of teams making had a hundred million dollar contracts then. Like, I think Jalen Brown's the only person with a two hundred million dollar contract right now. Like, is 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 the is that different? Is like wasn't well, between a hundred million and and two hundred million dollars. You know, they, they do the you know a hundred million dollars. Cocksucker beat it. Is that what they're gonna do to me? Yeah. Like, I don't understand like how the stratosphere of wealth changes that changes your opinion of, or, or how you handle going through an All Star weekend. I don't get it. Like, is there just simple? Really everybody think makes comes- agreement. Like, we ain't gonna try hard. We gonna go home. You know, blah 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 blah. But it's like. I, 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 that wasn't the case even like six years ago. What what has happened? Because there was a report, I think it was Winhorse that said the players have privately expressed like they'd like to you know get paid more for this game. I, I don't have that. a problem. I don't have a problem with them wanting to you know for for the All Star game raise the prize money, whatever you got to do to make them play harder. And like you know that I I think this will you know they're within their rights to ask for that, but they gotta instead of them coming out here and putting a shitty product on television, fucking play. And, I mean, and maybe they'll, I, like, I, fucking I, consider it. I like, would say, like, I mean, Jalen Brown, LeBron James on the Players Association, they were at the All-Star game. Um, isn't that collectively bargained? Right. What the fuck are we doing then? Like, you collectively, you, you agreed to this new CBA... <clears throat> You think they, you think the owners would have been like, all right, the All Star Game, you know, like probably our biggest um, rated regular season property that we have. We want you to try hard. We'll we'll shell out the extra. I don't know, twenty four million, twelve million to make it play harder. I don't think they would say no to that. <sighs> like and you know like and, 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 and like, like I said, since, like, since they can't say that out loud. Because they'll get killed if they say this, and you know whatever. They gotta say shit like, "Oh, you know, we worried about injuries. We just happy, you know, to get through the game safe." Uh, of course, you're gonna get through the game safe. You ain't doing shit. There were two fouls the entire night. This is shameful. I don't, I don't, I don't get the point. I, I just don't get the point of like one of the, like Joel Joel Embiid was hurt, right? He got his name announced as a starter, and, and then, like, they moved on. Like, if you guys want to do this, cool. Take take your all-star, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Your, your all-star accreditation. Uh, not accreditation. That's not the right word. Like, the uh, designation. You, your, your designation that, like, you were all-star that year, and we'll treat you like Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Where we're like, we'll keep replacing you until we end up with like the 13th best quarterback in the conference being in the fucking All Star game or being in the Pro Bowl. That's what they do. With, that's what we do with Pro Bowl quarterbacks all the goddamn time, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Le- LeBron, Steph, Durant, y'all all 36 or older. Y'all old as dirt. Y'all don't do this. Jokic, he don't give a fuck about. He don't give a fuck about uh, this extracurricular shit. He don't want to go. Uh, Luca, he don't want to be here. Fine, replace with the next five people. If you don't want to play, don't show up. You're still going to be a considered. You're still going to look on your pro basketball reference or your, or your Hall of Fame resume and say that all star still counted. Yeah, and get somebody <laughs> that was, wants to play. 
It was amazing. Like the East wins or whatever. <laughs> and and you just look ladies' teams down on paper. And it was like, yeah, the East just came out here and it, and it was like, oh, the people that wanted to actually like run up and down the court won. Right. Oh, it wasn't necessarily even of, about talent. The team full of young guys, but like there's only like three guys that you'd be like, oh yeah, that, that guy's definitely a future Hall of Famer. Like mm-hmm. it, it was it was really weird, man. It was really weird. Like I'll um I'll make a thing and put it in the backdrop. You can see like difference of like level of player on this on the on these rosters. And it's like the West losing this is like y'all just didn't care. Y'all didn't care, and that's fine. Y'all didn't care, but uh, like don't show up. Like yeah. Take the all-star designation, leave. Come up with a three-on-three tournament or some shit like that. Like, Would they try for that? Would they try because know. it's half court? Yeah, it's half court. Make it a one-on-one competition, something. Have some pride. Jesus. Um, like I turned the game off at halftime. I already knew I knew what, what time it was. No pun intended, Dame Lillard, but <laughs> Um, it was like, yeah, they scored 104 in the first half. All right. They're, and I think the West was down by like 15 at that point. I was like, it could come back, but I don't care. And then Carl Anthony Towns drops 50 off the bench. Bro, if someone ever scored 50 points in an all-star game in like, you know, like 15 years ago, we would be losing our fucking minds. Right. But he scored 50 off the bench and, just, and lost by 25. Right. What happened here? <laughs> yeah, uh Nithman, Adam Silver is the worst commissioner ever. He's worse than Goodell. They do different bad things. I think people like Adam Silver, like he's he tries to work with the players, but I think he's given in too far. Like he's he's just le- is, is gone too far. Like everything with this shit, like just No, man. They need to tighten the belt a little bit, I think. I don't I, I don't know how you do that though. Right, like, I I don't know how you fix this. I don't know. It just seems broken. It seems all broken to me. Like, how how does this make that All Star Grant game like remotely attractive to be sold like as part of a package? I mean, it shouldn't. It should just. I mean, I'm assuming it's all part of a TV deal where you know, obviously, like the finals go to that's um, an extra game. Right, but you know, like the finals go to uh, ESPN slash Disney, and then like TNT because they don't get the finals, they get the All Star Weekend. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's how that works out. And obviously, TNT, uh, I think obviously ABC pays more or Disney pays more. But yeah, man, like it's um very disheartening. It's it's and really it's really disappointing. Like this is this is like one of the seminal things I grew up with as a fan of the NBA. Um, watching guys just play. Like I started watching the All Star Game as a regular NBA fan in like 1998. Um, you know the Madison Square Garden Jordan's quote unquote last All Star Game, the first part one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kobe's first All Star Game, and then like from there it was like yeah, like 99 obviously the lockout. 2000 was Oakland. Uh, it was on the West Coast. 2001 jumps into that huge comeback from the East. Right. Uh, with, the, with the epic camera angles and stuff like that. 2002, Kobe and Philly um, gets booed out there, and that's like a part of Kobe Bryant's story. He got yeah. booed in the All-Star game at, in his hometown. Like, imagine if he didn't care. 03, his last All-Star, actual All-Star game where he hits the go-ahead shot, then Kobe ties it up, and then they go to overtime. Yep. Yep. And it's just like, you know, 04 is in L.A. 
Uh, that was cool. 05, I remember, is in Denver. That's LeBron's first All-Star game. 2006, <laughs> uh, I think that's the first time he won MVP. Uh, 2007, that was another Kobe MVP year. There's a, there's a bunch of Kobe MVP years. You won just three, right? Four. Four? What was this, it? Was 2010? Was 2010? What year was the year he tied? He had the co MVP with Shaq. Was that 2010? That was 2009. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And 2010 was that Dallas one. It, it, over a hundred thousand people there. Uh, 2011. Right. That now, now, now imagine that. Right. Now imagine that. Imagine him trying to do Jerry's World again. People will not show up. People will not show up for that shit. Right. I know. I wouldn't show up. Like. You know that that huge, you know, Staples Center one, Kobe's last All Star game at home, like legendary game, um, twenty twelve Orlando down to the wire, Kobe and LeBron down to the wire. Was that, where, was that the one where LeBron passed out and then yes. made that face? Yes. Okay. Like these, we we learn things about these guys in these games. We don't learn anything now. It's like no one gives a fuck. That's like what the, we learned. Like the last <laughs> thing we learned, like the last thing we learned in All Star Game that I re- that I can recall was like I forgot what year it was, but like it was one of them like LeBron Cleveland years when Embiid had finally made an All Star team or made a second All Star team and he played well and he got promoted basically to be in the crunch time for the East and like or or maybe it was by the time we were picking captains I can't remember but like. You, you saw it like, oh, LeBron, he's on LeBron's team and like look, he's out there and he's playing well and LeBron trusts him to do things. It was like, oh, this dude might actually like, he looks like he could be incredibly healthy, but like, what could this be? And then what do you know? He comes with a perennial MVP candidate at last year's MVP. He's like, that's the last time we learned anything about these guys. And like outside of just NBA basketball, we learn things about people. Like when we see international competition, like one of, one of the things that let us know that Kevin Durant was going to be real was watching him in the world championships. Yep. Right, and that was the thing with Ant this year in the summer. It was like we saw like this this like rise he's having right now as a player to be All NBA came in the summer during 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 a fever for whatever it was in international competition this summer. It's like that, I don't understand. I think, like so, it's like when maybe just we care about basketball too much, but it's like we have moments to see this stuff and people get to kind of see like where they're at and like where they need to and what else they need to work on or get or to get to the next level. And you rarely see that because, like, in the regular season, guys have so many nicks and bruises and so much travel mileage on their bodies, and they're so – they're fucking zombies. But So we really only get it during, like, after All-Star break and then in the playoffs. And maybe, like, the first month of this year. And it's like, we lost all that. Like, we got the, all, we got the, in, the in-season comp, um, the in-season tournament, and that was fun. It absolutely was fun. But, like, once we went left out of that, like, what happened? Like, we went right to nosediving. They we gave they, they, they won that shit. They I, right I knew that would happen. By the way, right? <laughs> and, 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 and as the season and as the season progressed, and like they, they've gone on, they got on a high streak lately. Like the Lakers, like it's it's the ebbs and flows of the season, and it's like, all right, man, like now you're here, you have your what five, six, seven, or five to seven days off, time to refresh, time to recharge, you go into the back half of the year, and it's like all the stars, all the stars, you know, have been assembled. The Avengers, you know, Captain America yells Avengers assemble, and they showed up, and they just they they just showed up, not not ready to you know fight Thanos. They just showed up, just in a you know in flip flops. All right, man, cool, cool. Yeah. But like, look at look at I put a backdrop. Look at like the talent dis, uh like disparity, right? Like, <laughs> this is the East. I'm oh, sorry, this is the East. I'm I'm fucking up. 
This is the East right here. Count yeah. the Rich, count them. Count the future Hall of Famers. The for sure future Hall of Famers. I got MB or MB would be on this thing, but you got Giannis. Yep. Giannis. You got uh Jason Tatum. Yep. You got uh mm-hmm. you got Lillard. Lillard. Who else you got? Uh, I think that's it, right? No, I, don't, I think it's too early for Donovan Mitchell or yeah. Jalen Brown. Oh, J- Jalen Brown just made his second All-Star team. He ain't All-Star. He ain't going to be no Hall of Yeah. He ain't got no uh, left hand. <laughs> look, Bam out of bio on some Ben Wallace shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got to win a title, though. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can hear TJ now. Now, look at the uh, look at yeah. the West. That look, shit is... Oh, it, look, look, look the, the West All-Star shit is like... Jokic, LeBron, AD, Steph, Luca, Durant, Durant, Ka- Kawhi. You're, you're, uh, be- you're better off kind of people that like you are. You don't think you're all stars or our future Hall of Famers yet, like Booker or Shea or um, or Edwards or like Ant and Cat and Cat. That'd be so. You got eight, you got eight Hall of Famers for sure. Future Hall of Famers on that team, and I think Book like <laughs> basically is going to be a Hall of Famer. Hmm. And so, like, yeah, it's um, and they lost. I think the the only step left to try to save this thing, if you were going to keep it, you know, without some substantial uh, raise in the prize money, is U.S. versus the world. And then when the world starts beating the shit out of us, we ain't gonna know how to act. Like it's gonna get real. It's gonna get real ugly out here. But like, but but that's also another thing that's a dirty, not a dirty secret, but like a, a kind of open secret when it comes to this All Star Game stuff, like. Yes, um, there are people that are actually naturally better for the All Star Game than others, right? Like, just look at point guard historically. You put Jason Kidd on an All Star team, your All Star team is going to As play really is going to have a good shot at winning that night, right? If you put Rajon Rondo on your All Star team, you have a good chance of fucking losing, right? He's not meant, he's not built for the All Star Game for whatever reason, right? And then you throw in people that like. I don't know why the world versus America thing would actually make the Americans care. Cause they don't care about this. So they care about that. And on the other end, when you do that, you are going to put Jokic on, on the, on the, on the international team. And Jokic don't give a flying fuck about being out here for this all-star game. And I'm okay with that because any basketball he don't get paid, or he, or any any non NBA basketball or non regular season playoff basketball stuff. I know he doesn't. He's not gonna give a fuck. I know that. I know that. I'm fine with that. So when he comes out here, and he, that's the reason why he's always gets picked last. We'd be like, why has he been picked last on this year? Because he don't give a fuck. He just going up there playing. Like, was it Bam that threw the ball off his ass on the inbound in the first half yeah. quarter? He don't care. He just out there just lumbering around. And it back up the floor all 94. It's kind of like how Duncan used to play in the All-Star games. Sagan? It's kind of like how Duncan used to play in the All-Star games. I think Duncan tried harder. I think Duncan tried harder. Especially on defense. Yeah, yeah, on defense for sure. Um But yeah, man. Um I think I'm I think I'm done. Um kicking the shit out of this league. Because yeah. um, the thing that, that made it frustrating for me, especially because, like, I did not watch since since Kobe died. I have not watched because I just don't want to watch that shit and see any tributes to him and then want to just feel bad for a whole hour, right? And then, like, I was like, all right, they went back to East and West. I'll see if they'll try. Because I'll see them scores and be like, 
I'm gonna try. And it took me literally four trips up the floor. And I just yelled, like, bro, they don't give a fuck again. Why, why are you suffering into the East West shit saving this? Why, like, if, if, the, if the team's being even based off of team captains or whatever was gonna make it even, why would the West, having nine Hall of Famers compared to the East three, make it, make it competitive? Make them wanna try harder? Whatever, man. Whatever. <sighs> man. Um, yeah. So. Let's move on, man. So um, I don't really have too much as far as like, you know, we, we could do a review and all that. It's already Tuesday. It'll be Wednesday by tomorrow. Um, so I opened the mailbag and y'all came through with a lot of wild variants of things um, oh between the Discord and Twitter. I've there's glanced. even elaborate. Fan- Look, there's even elaborate fancy booking fantasy booking that I'm going to allow into the um into the room. This must for, be this must be from someone that we'd like to ask this question. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. There you go. So, um, what wasn't a rando? Yeah. <clears throat> um. So we'll start like with somebody Black with like Cleaver. five uh five numbers that in their thing that you're not getting the answer, bro. <laughs> it's not. You you want to ask ask us from your real account? <laughs> we'll give you, we might we might answer it. Um. So we'll start with Black Sabre Jr., longtime listener. He says, with AEW's roster becoming even more godly by the day, is Pac still in the top 10 in ring in AEW? Um. Okay. Based off of resume or, or match per match uh, put out over time, you have to say no. Based on skill, he might be on the very edge of, of 10. And he might be out, as, out on the outside of the 10. I think he's on the outside looking in yeah. at this point. The thing point. with Pack is like um, it's not necessarily that uh and for my, my reason why I think Pack is so great, it's not necessarily that um he has the like he has a match he has a Will Osprey match catalog or like a you know 20, 2017 Okada or Omega match catalog or whatever else is that like I watch him and I see what he does and I see the control and the, and, the, and like ability and agility he has in body control and it's like the only other person I think that I've seen at that level was like peak AJ Styles. Um, mm-hmm. as far as like, he's control of everything. Um, and that's kind of like the way when I first saw EO was like, I've never seen a woman have that kind of control of her body. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, so for me, I hold him in high, very, very high regard. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, he he's he's not around enough to, to hold up that end anymore. It's the same thing. You're like, all right, yeah. where do you rank LeBron as far as best players in the league right now? You're like, bullet in the chamber. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah. Like if you, you have like if you game, dropped him, if you dropped him in the C two, he would come out in the upper half of a block, like right. probably, right. like but it's, like right. it's there's like there's so much talent now. Right. Like, like that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like, hey man, like you know, one game. Or one match, sure. A whole year, we is a we one can't month, depend on that. You can't. You, you, it will be foolish to expect. It would be foolish to expect it because he doesn't show up for a month anymore. He doesn't show up for a year no more. Yeah, he's on load um, management. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, uh, next question. He said, "Every wrestle, every new AEW wrestler has a welcome to AEW moment." Uh, it's not when their graphic gets shown or when they show up on TV. It's when someone on Twitter makes annoying slash disheartening discourse about them. Examples, Deanna Perrazzo, Mariah May. Uh, um, so if these three wrestlers were to show up on AEW, what would be the annoying Twitter discourse made for them? 
Sari, Utami, and Speedball Mike Bailey. All right, let's let's uh, start first with with, uh, with with oh uh oh so, oh okay Sari. Um, she works too stiff. She's gonna kill somebody. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. That'll be the thing. That'll be one of hers. This is why she didn't make it in NXT. Yeah, because she's so stiff. Even though stuff. like we saw her, you know, hit that bottom rope. Um, drop kick that she that every every you know almost everyone has. Oh uh, yeah, I, I have People to, update, lost I, I have to update the the background. There we go. Ah, yeah. get the fuck out there and wrestle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So so yeah, man. Um. That that would be one for for uh, for Sari. Uh. You said next so, one, Utami. Utami. Where's her charisma? What's her character? She seems very basic as a wrestler. What's so special about her? I don't get it. Why the fuck does she come to the ring with a flower? I, Why I doesn't she speak English? I think they'll be okay. I mean, that goes with the saying. If they don't speak English, they'll be one of the ghosts. But I mean, like, besides the obvious, you know, bad faith one would be like, the next one would be like, what's her character? Or she she doesn't seem that she doesn't seem to have, like, charisma or whatever else. That, that'll flower discourse. Yes. Yeah, or, flower or, discourse. You know, it's a uh, flower discourse. Like, it would also be the, you know, she wrestles a very basic style. She's a power wrestler. They don't, you know, power wrestling here isn't, you know, isn't that big of a thing or whatever else. It it, it would be, it'd be very annoying. It'd be like, hey man, that's that's cool. That's cool what you're saying. Like, here's a here's a we are stardom link. Here's <laughs> actually here's five. Now shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Speedball Mike Bailey, where the fuck are his shoes? Like that's what- yeah. <laughs> Look, even though Matt Riddle was in WWE yep. for years and years, it would also be an issue with his look because he has the mullet and he's smaller. Yeah, he doesn't stand. He doesn't stand out. It'd be another. It's another white guy. And I'm wrong. There's a lot of white guys in AEW. There's a lot of white guys in in Amres. Uh That's kind of how it goes. But like, see, my white baby's been one of the best wrestlers in the world for the last few years. Like just tearing up on any scene. So like, if he wants to stop by, I ain't mad at him. Uh, but like I don't necessarily think he's needed either. Number three, uh, which Mercedes match will be better if given time? Mercedes Monet versus Thunder Rosa or Monet versus Nyla Rose? Rosa. Um, I'm I'm I have trepidation with Thunder Rosa from just not knowing her output right now since she's returned. Um. And with Nyla, I think Mercedes has done a lot of like, you know, big person, small person matches. And Nyla's like kind of adept enough, uh, I think, to pull off something. Uh, I think like at their peak skills, I would probably go with Thunder Rosa. But, but like on, you know, February 2024, the match happened tomorrow, I might take Nyla Rose. I'm not mad at that. Um, I'm interested to see the match between her and Athena. Um, I actually like that what they've done on like with them laying each other out and stuff. That's been fun to see on YouTube. Uh, Zach Maki says one book the next four AEW World Champions and the next four AEW Women's Champions. Uh, Swerve, Osprey, Okada, Hangman. That's probably not the right go, order, but I think that's the four. I will go Swerve, Osprey, um, 
Okada, Kenny. All right, give me a fifth. Who who who's going to, who would have to take it off of Omega then? Osprey. Osprey. Mm, okay. I expect you to say some shit. Or Danielson. It could be Danielson by that point. I thought Danielson was retiring. Are he still? Is he? Is he? Is he really retiring? Is he retiring like Tam's retiring? Bro, he's not gonna. I, I don't know how so many people are believing this. Look, like they're man. like, oh yeah, this is last year. Bro, he's. You wanna gonna know why? You wanna know why? Like. <laughs> Because you're always fucking losing. If you if you gonna stay around, be somebody. Yeah, I tell you this bro, right like, now, I don't believe that. Look, I'm gonna tell you this right this. now. If I was Tony Khan, and my champion was Samoa Joe right fucking now, after the off what uh, Danielson has came back and ruled off in the back half of the last six seven months, I'd be furious that he's not my champion right now. But like, what the fuck are you doing? No, you're not losing to him. I don't give a fuck if you want to. And it's been your dream to lose to this dude for five years, Mexico. I'm gonna damn beat him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, bro, he's so fucking good still. We almost, we almost, we almost, Lord, we almost dropped dirt on the casket, uh, like, seven months ago, six months ago, five months ago, when he fucked up his, fucked up his eye. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He might like, be the best wrestler in the world since then, if not second. As far as the women's champions, uh, right now, Tony Storm's the champion. Uh, yep. I would probably... Wait for Mercedes. <laughs> um, I would go Mercedes next. Uh, I would go Queen Amanada after that, and build that up for quite a while. Obviously, and you know Mercedes can hold that joint for a while, and you know, um, and then uh, Megan Bain, Mariah May. Um, I have the same three as you. Um, I'm gonna say I'll 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 say Diana Perrazzo, Mercedes Monet, um, Queen no, Mariah May, then Queen Amanada. That's how I mm. think it might go. I think that like post this Tony post Tony Storm losing the belt, like you're gonna do the breakup crazy thing with with Mariah and that'll keep her hot or whatever else. And then she has to, once she does that and breaks free or whatever else, either as a healer or baby face, whichever way she'll then rise up the rankings and have a feud or two before she gets to the title. But I think Amanada, um, I think Amanada, uh, like she's already like ahead of Mariah, even with, you know, all the vignettes and stuff with Tony, because like she's in the ring and like showing the crowds, like that, she can really do this to give people the reason to believe her, and then she has like the backstory is great. So yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the second question was: Can Tam replace Rossi as the next Booker of Stardom? Who asked this question? Zekumaki. Um, I think that Tam could be a Booker. Um, do I want her to be a Booker? Not necessarily. Um, but I mean, I think, do I think Tam can be a booker than what I've seen out of, uh, stardom post firing Rossi? Yeah. <laughs> um, are there questions about Cinderella tournament? There are later okay, on. Okay. I'll save it. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> Black Saber Jr. Who y'all got for the Cinderella tournament this year? Uh, he has Azumi versus Hannon in the finals with Azumi going over. So let's get to the 
2024 Cinderella Tournament. And before I go through these names, I actually want to pull up some theme music, you know, for... <laughs> Hold on. Just give me one second. Stall for me, James. All right, man. So I'm looking at uh, Black Saber Jr. He says, Tam booking her friends on top like an old one... Uh, I'm sorry, like a 2001 white belt reign. Exactly. That's that. That's the reason why I think that she could book this because she knows she knows like, oh, all my friends like they hang around me or whatever else, and somehow they end up popular, and then like they they get like the sidekick push or whatever, else, or or whatever we can we can or make them underdogs. Like the thing that's so funny to me is like why people like Mina is like y'all don't understand. Like Mina is now what Tam like we talk about the wire people taking the roles that they previously uh, that other people once occupied. Like by the end of the show, right? Like Carver basically becomes like McNulty, um, it, you know. Uh, Michael becomes uh, uh, your boy Omar. Omar, right? Like <laughs> Mina has become 2019 Tam, or except she actually won the white belt earlier. Like the whole thing, like you're an underdog. We don't know how good you are, but you have something here, and then all of a sudden you get a chance, and like you flash with opportunity. People really like you or behind you. People love like your the, the lore stuff you do to bleed up the big shows, all that stuff. Like she got that shit off. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. Uh, so I, I I do have it ready, James. Okay, run. All the stars will be there. <laughs> Saya Ida, Koguma, Hanan, Momo Kogo, Yuzuki, Lady C. Miyu Almasaki, Yuna Mizunori, Sayaka, who I can't say her name, Rana Yagami, Hakano, Zena, Natsuko Tora, Starlight Kid, Ruaka, Hazuki, Azumi, May Sierra, Suzu Suzuki, Murai! Clap! Ami Saray! Waka Sukiyama! Saki Kashima! And my Sakurai! Alright, man. That's um, right. All the stars will be there. Yeah. All the stars indeed. <laughs> Bro, I saw that and I was like, "What is what is happening? What is what are we doing?" Um, I don't get it. Comment section blowing up. I imagine they are because they're like they're probably like, uh, "Where are the stars? Like, where are the stars?" And that's my question. Like, Scott E. Russell sent out the thing on my shirt. Singing on my shirt. Right. He's like, "Where are the stars?" Right. Okay. So. I saw the thing, and obviously the Cinderella tournament. You know what it is. It's a it's a breakthrough tournament for someone to uh, get a title shot that may otherwise not have, or finally get the chance to show the worth, and then like get the get the title match that they want and everything. And like last two years, Marai won. She failed the first time, and then this time she won. Uh, or last year she won. Um, the problem is last year the tournament was the worst I've ever seen it, as far as. The, the level of stars that made it to the, that advanced, like if you go to 2022, the final four was Hazuki, Kaguma, Nasapoi, and Mirai. Last year was, on one side, it was Waka, 
and my Sakurai was was one half of the Final Four. It was like, what are we doing? What was happening? Like, it, it seemed like poor planning all around, right? Um, but it's like when the dunk contest just started, you know, hold on, who who's in this? Like, we got G Leaguers in the dunk contest now. And then the final, <laughs> the final was my in there with Mariah. And Mariah's like, I gotta, you want me to carry her? Really? You want me to, you, 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 really, you that's what you that, I know that's what you're asking me to do, but do you really, have you thought this through for real? And um, right. it just, it just didn't work out. And so, like, last year, or two years ago, when she uh, won the Cinderella tournament, when she had to beat uh, Kaguma to do it, uh, and also had to beat Naspoy in, in the semifinal, was like, okay, like, you know, I she beat worthy opponents. Like, these are people that could win this thing. And mm-hmm. then she beats Ma- Mai last year, just like, okay, man, like, this is just charity, it felt like, right? So, and, you know, like, the year, or the 2021 was like, the final was... The final was Kamatani and Micah, and like Kamatani had sorry, Kamatani had to beat Hameka in the semifinal to do it. Like these are not, you know, what I'm saying like the the, the goal or has it, the the mountains have gotten the mountains have gotten smaller, seemingly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. all right, um, now you look at this whole thing where it's like Stardom and Post Rossi and Rossi starting another promotion, and we don't know who's going where. And this leads to the inevitable thought is like, all right, well, how many people that are actual top stars is promotion like are just leaving and that's why they don't they're not in this so they don't do a job. And it's like, but these aren't jobs we're asking you to do. We're asking you to get thrown over the top fucking rope. You can't get thrown over the top rope. No. Yeah. So for me it's been like, all right, man, Gotta like y'all remain pure. Y'all can't even y'all can't even get thrown over the top rope. Many times look, sure you get thrown as you get thrown over the top rope every single fucking year she's been in that tournament. Um and now she can't do it. Well, no, her first year, 2020, she got she got tapped out by Julia. But outside of that, uh, she was thrown out every single time, right? Like if I'm correct, I think Unagi threw her out one year, right? Look, they should look. Show, look like they could use Unagi Sayaka in this thing now. <laughs> um, but that's not even the problem. Like the problem is they didn't put these top stars in the world. Think about all right. Think of all the red and white belt champions in starting the in that time watching, right? Yeah. Is Mariah the, the only one, right? Mariah, like, getting, you know, she still got to do karate with the little kids uh, right uh, here still. Right. They put it, they put it, in, okay, so, all right. Uh, B Priest is in NXT. Or, sorry, Kagetsu uh, is, re- since we started watching him, Kagetsu retired. B Priestley in WWE. Uh, Mayu, not on it, not on not in Cinderella, even though she won the first two. I understand that, not, not in there, whatever. Uh, Utami, not in it. Uh, Shuri not in it, Julia not in it, Tam not in it, Micah not in it. White belt champions. Uh, Mo Momo's in it. Oh no, no, Momo's not in it. Momo Watanabe's not, not in it. it. Momo's not in it. What first white belt champion we saw? Um, Arisa retired. Julia's yeah. not in it. Tam's not in it. Kamatani's not in it. Is Mina in it? No. Mina's not in it. Uh, obviously, Tam's not in it Tam. Tam's not in it again. Uh, Mariah's in it. So we between all the white belt champions we've watched since 2019, we have red and white belt champions. Only one fucking participant is in. No, why, 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 why they ain't put Tam in it? She, she about ready to come back, ain't she? Tam's already been. Tam came back at the anniversary show. 
We didn't yeah, cover. She, she, we didn't she, cover. She, she, she should be in this. You She's know, a contender for the next title shot against Micah. Double up. So maybe that's what they <laughs> double up. Yeah, because that worked so well last time, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's another um, thing. We that's another thing. Like uh, Zach asked, like, uh, like when did uh, Tam uh, wants uh, wants uh, sorry, uh, Tam wants a title shot, earn it back via Cinderella tournament. She's too big for Cinderella tournament. This is a breakout tournament. She she's made it in the two biggest shows in the company's history and won both nights. Like she, it's over hey, for man. her. Um, it's Waka time. I'm going with Waka. Waka, Waka Sukiyama running it up. That would be hilarious. Um, that would be hilarious. Uh, Zach and Mike said Sherry put in her two weeks notice. I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. No, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an intrigue. Like who's staying and who's going? Because um, it looks like uh, like it looks like it's all up in the air. It's all up in the air right now. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Black Sabre says Waka win it for New York, the Queen of New York. Yes, yes. Yeah, man, it's it's been uh it's it's really weird. We'll see. Obviously, like there's more dates that we'll find out more of this stuff as far as like what that car is looking like for um uh All Star Dream Slam Queen and whatever the fuck they're calling uh at the end of uh March. But yeah, man, um it's not looking good when you look at that. Cause like wow, they like the top stars can't even come out here to get thrown over the top rope. It's crazy. MJ does PR. Are you buying stock in a post Rossi stardom? No, not right now. I got. <laughs> I no. am not. Uh, <laughs> nah, not right now. After, after I see that, like oh, the Cinderella tournament, like they they put the stamp on that one. Okay. Um, and for those that don't watch stardom, just listen to us anyway because because of the vibes, whatever else. The Cinderella tournament is not a t- good tournament. The tournament that Stardom puts on that's actually a good tournament is the Five Star Grand Prix. That's the round robin. That is the G one. That is the con- the Continental Classic. The uh, the Cinderella tournament is kind of like their version of the New Japan Cup. It's single elimination, but it also has top rope elimination. So like they put their, they used to always put their stars in the sh- in the in the brackets, and then like you get up double elimination and shit. They'll both fall off the top rope and shit. Like yeah, they did that. Uh, I think they did that when you were Tam and uh, Kamatani. I think Julia did it one year. I think too. Maybe um, I know one year. Uh, she took a fucking insane bump. Micah had her outside, or she was outside facing in on the middle turnbuckle. She hurts up Julia like a vertical suplex, and then drops her like a like a brain buster, and she drops her on the on the turnbuckle like connector. And then she felt, and then she melted off the off the apron to the floor for an inhalation. I was like, "Can we not kill the future champion, please, Micah? Thank you. Fuck." Where does Brian Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. rank on your match of the year list? Uh, when I watch it, I'll tell you. Same. I haven't gotten to uh, it. I love the first match, but most people tell me it's better. So, yeah. yeah. Does one hundred percent vegan George Michael approved Techers meet the standard for RLPW? Um... I don't know exactly what that means. Um, <laughs> talking about Saber. Oh, okay. Oh, so, uh, he's actually like uh, anti. He's like the reverse RLPW kind of wrestler. Yeah. Well, you so. know, like he was trying to ask. You know, like someone like 
technical wrestling you say is not uh, RLPW until you see some good ass technical wrestling. You be like, that is RLPW, like like Hedgesero. So he's he's trying to see. I mean, Hedgesero was you see? know. See, yeah, see? look, the see? nigga came Pussy. out breathing Pussy. fire, bro. Pussy. Like it, Ryan, Ryan. The technical wrestling came out, 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 but the, flip, the, the flipping the flipping came out and it was yeah. fire. You know, nigga was cool. You know, <laughs> trash. You know? RLPW is a scam. It just means good wrestling. <laughs> you know, you know, taking a little bit of this money over here, putting it with this money, and then moving <laughs> it around. You know, send his send his ass to jail. <laughs> King Dom, Dom homie. Uh, who would be Uncle Ruckus's favorite and least favorite wrestlers? Oh my god! Well, I mean, Cody. Would that be his favorite wrestler? Yes. Absolutely. That man loves America. Right. Actually, he wouldn't like his wife, though, I don't think. Like, what are you doing? We're talking about WWE Cody. We're talking about WWE Cody. We don't ever see her. Um, he had to Google that. Oh, Seamus would be his favorite. The white man. The great white. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. Accent. Mm. Foreigner. Mm-mm. I mean, Uncle Ruggs would love Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Love him. Definitely would love him. Yeah. Real American um, would have been his ringtone. His, his least favorite wrestlers uh, would probably be The Rock. Uh, he would definitely hate The Rock. Well, he would have hated him once he went from Rocky Mountain Vision to The Rock, definitely. Yeah. Um, he would have he hated John Cena. <laughs> oh, you trying to be a wigger? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Did they ever? Did they ever have Uncle Ruckus tackle seeing wingers? Like, what? What is this? What is this? You know. Oh, uh, uh, King Dom. Next one. Uh, thoughts on Trump's new shoes? Uh, it's a top seller around your neck of the woods. Uh, I oh, 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 time, time, time. He said that at the end, or you just editorial, editorializing? No, nah, he said that. Where is he from? I, I don't know where King Dom is from. He's from America, ain't he? Yes. What are you talking about then? <laughs> he said, you know, like, you know, it's in Florida. You know, it's 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 a fucking four hour trip or three and a half hour trip to get Mar-a-Lago. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Nah, man, like it's America. <laughs> where, um, there, where there are white people, there are Trumpians. I'm sorry, that's how that goes. I, I saw I saw them shoes, and I was like, what kind of a scam is this? And then apparently, niggas have been been buying those shits for nine racks. So, Unbelievable! It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy at WrestleMania 40 when Cody beat Roman Reigns with that third uh, crossroads random chose. It's gonna be crazy! It's crazy! Be crazy! Uh, I already saw like an edited picture with uh, the Nightmare logo on those shoes. You lying? I swear to God, I got send on my me. phone right now. Send it to me. Hold on, I can. I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right there. Where do you live, San Fran? God damn! <laughs> this man out here paying. This man is out here paying basically three million dollars in a, a three million dollar mortgage monthly. Yeah, uh, I, I just sent. I just sent the picture to you, James. Did you see it? Oh, Check God. your Facebook Messenger. Holy shit! You weren't playing. Wow. Wow. Um. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we move on. Before we, before we move on. I, I can't zoom. I can't zoom. 
Floyd, don't you dare buy them fucking things, man. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't, it, it pairs well. It pairs well with with the, with the American Nightmare logo uh, shirt. I don't give a fuck. Don't wear them. Do not buy them shits. Don't do it. All right, we can move on. <laughs> Who's got a better shot at performing at the Super Bowl, Kanye West or Chris Brown? Oh my god. Neither. <laughs> um. Look, Chris Brown will never overcome Rock Nation. So by default, Kanye is is well, kind of well, goofy as that sounds. You was you would say that, but it's like Kanye went independent. He's done. He'll never get it. He went independent. Hell no. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't they platform that man's new uh, last album that just came out? Yes, they, I think they yanked that man's shit, and he was like, "Yeah, I got to sell that shit myself." Here's a, so here's he's a se- he's selling music just like me, James. Here's a, here's a better question. What After all these is- years on the same level, I got okay. So my question is this: What the fuck is Kanye West making a a a, camp, a collaborative album with Ty Dolla Sign? What? Another I wouldn't question. know. What I, I didn't. How to many it. checks and shows and three sixties and deals and everything did, did Todd Solisine mess up in order to be like, all right, well, I'm do- I'm stuck doing this lame ass shit with Kanye now. Like you know, some of the there, records there, and the streaming, it don't work. Like no a, I got to do songs with Kanye. Like, like there's like a there's like a segment of people that are that will try to like there, there's like an audience for that shit, right? Like and I think they sold like. Maybe like 140,000 the first week. He's independent or whatever. All right. What which about which is good. But yeah, we know that shit's going off a cliff. Right. Like, it's going to be out of here. That like, man goes, that, will that man sell 35, will that man sell 45,000 records next in, in week two? No, he's out of here. That's my point. Uh, any thoughts on the great, late great Carl Weathers? Yes. I'm glad you um, asked that question because he passed. We didn't get a chance to uh, talk about him. Um, so, um, yeah, Carl Weathers, uh, most of you guys know, uh, played Apollo Creed in the Rocky, uh, series. Also, he was in Happy Gilmore, I believe. He was also in, uh, the Predator series and he also, uh, Action Jackson. Yeah. I'm about to say he was also Action Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't see, which was the, 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 uh, the the what do you call it? Uh, the inspiration for uh Booker T being uh, was was GI what GI bro GI bro yeah yeah that's what that's what he got that from Action Jackson yeah I I only knew him as Apollo Creed I never saw any of the other stuff you think I you um, think I saw Action Jackson I'm, no oh, no nah. it sounds like it's before our time it sounds like black exploitation <laughs> it, it's not necessarily black exploitation in the, in the in the classical sense but Action Jackson okay. Who do you think you played uh, with? Yeah, I I thought this guy was a phenomenal actor. Um, I believed one hundred percent in the mythology and the lore of Rocky and and, and Apollo Creed. Um, you know, by extension, and I don't know who you could have got that been like, all right, basically, who are, he walks in the door and he's like, all right, so what is this character? You're Muhammad Ali, right? And then like. <laughs> But what you're gonna do is actually make that shit your own. Amazing, like yeah. you know, uh, the whole thing with the um, Apollo Creed. Uh, I'm kind of just gonna talk about the character, but like to me, they are one and the same, right? <laughs> so 
what he did in the role of Apollo Creed, it was like this guy, this black man in the 70s that wrapped himself in the, in the flag that was insanely prideful about who he is as a fighter. And I think you find out about Apollo and, and what kind of athlete he is in Rocky one before the fight even happens when they're in that fucking room and Mac Lee green can't box. He's like, all right, give me a rank contender. He didn't say he wanted some, some whatever. He was like, all right, can we get a rank contender? That was his first default thought. And I, I, you know, was listening to Rummy's corner who floated that out uh, about it. And, um, that, that struck me in, in a way I had never thought about before. Obviously, the whole story with Rocky was great. Um, I, I loved him as an actor. You know, take on like so many different things. Like he's the villain in one movie. He's like the ultimate showman. He's he becomes his. You know, they become friends, and he's just got like this great sense of humor, seriousness. Just bounces. He's he's a virtuoso of an actor throughout this whole thing. And then he dies like he, he, he does. He literally goes through, you know, the top of your career to the death of a boxer. Right. And it's just like when he turns around and Rocky four is like, don't you fucking stop this fight. And it's like you just remember the everything that you went through with that character and then get sacrificed essentially for the story. I've heard people make arguments that Apollo didn't have to die, but. You know, um, I, I, I'll, I'll save that for another day. Eventually, we will do the Rocky podcast. We've been talking about it for like a decade <laughs> or whatever, but a decade. I think we've been talking <laughs> about before we ever did the podcast. Yeah. But um, Carl Weathers was so great in the role. Like, whatever, like, like, there are some people that will argue the story of like <laughs> of the Rocky series is not Rocky. It's actually Apollo Creed and everything that. Uh, I mean, you can say more than now that if you if you're including the Creed series. Yeah, it's like it. Everything fucking starts with him and like his his vision to give this guy a fucking chance, and then like how Apollo changes throughout the first four movies. That's that drives the fucking story. Yeah. So he was great. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to add. Very right. sad. Very sad. You know, he passed on. As a lot of these these folks in Rocky um, are are starting to kind of do, and I only hope that you know Sylvester Stallone can like do another movie, and Rocky can die in the movies before Sylvester Stallone dies in real life. Because I'll be really, really like I'll be sad either way, but I'll be like kind of pissed. So, uh, yeah, Kingdom. What would the NBA landscape look like if Kevin Durant never went to Golden State? Would LeBron and Kyrie have went back-to-back? Would the Warriors never been able to win more rings? Would Kawhi still be a spur? Would KD have gotten a ring? What teams would Paul George and Anthony Davis be on? This is a complete Marty McFly zone, and I'm almost tempted enough to take you up on it. Oh, okay. So my immediate thought, which is kind of the thought most, or I think a lot of people would have, is like, all right, if... The 2017 Cavs were a lot better than 2000. I'm sorry, 2017 Cavs were a lot better than 2016 Cavs, but they ran into the greatest team ever assembled. Um, that was the best basketball I've ever seen played by two teams, and one team was clearly superior to the other one. I don't know 
what the Warriors. I don't know what advantage the Warriors have if they if they just have to re-sign Harrison Barnes. I don't know. So I've always thought that like if they just basically brought back the same teams they had the year before, or no Kevin Durant's on the Warriors and the Lake or the uh, Cavs do it. Do I think the Cavs beat them again? I think it still goes to seven, but I think they beat them again. Um, I agree. Um, now, that, now then after that, it's like, then you start getting into weird territory and I can't really for, foresee it because like free agency moves, people, you know, there's unforeseen injuries and, you know, going down the rabbit hole of all that stuff. So I don't know, uh, where Kevin Durant goes. Like, I think Kevin Durant probably, I mean, if he doesn't go to OKC, like, do you think he stays? Or if he doesn't I leave think, OKC to go to the Warriors, do you think he stays? Where do you think he goes? I think he would have to look around to someone like But he did not Houston. want to play Westbrook anymore. Did. Yeah, he didn't want he didn't want to play with Westbrook. I don't think there was a chance of hell he was signing with the Celtics. I know Seth Rogan Rogan in the comments saying that the next best option. The Celtics were that, that was a, that was he look he they, did, they weren't he there did, yet. Remember he did the the trip to you know, to Fenway when he was out there for on on a road trip or whatever else, and people start thinking all that. But it's like I don't think that was actually that was happen. a thing that Boston really wanted him badly. But I don't. But nobody ever wants to go to no superstar ever wants to go to Boston in free agency. No one no one ever does. Maybe maybe he wants to play with with James Harden earlier. Maybe maybe they you know Houston open up a slot in Houston. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, what did he definitely they, what wasn't did, going what to did the Spurs. What did no didn't um didn't Chris Paul re or opt in to be to be signed and traded to Houston? Yes. But like not till 2018, 2018 right? yeah. So we're talking about 17. So I don't know if that slot's available at that time in 2016 for 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 K- KD in Houston. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, as far as Anthony Davis and Kyrie uh, or Paul George, I think Paul George his destiny doesn't change too much. Uh, except he never becomes a Thunder. I don't think. I think he probably plays out his contract with the Pacers. Still ends up a Clipper, or actually, he could, he could have probably became a Laker because, you know, LeBron wouldn't have been there. Someone right. would have went to L.A., but um, I don't know who. Yeah, because that was because because it was always a spot where it was like it was almost like a power vacuum. It was like people wanted to be Lakers, or everyone always wants to be a Laker, but like. No one wants to be a Laker when Kobe is there, and at this point, or old Kobe is there. No one wants to be a Laker now when like it's old LeBron now, right? And like the whole idea was supposed to be a, a uh, transition over to it being AD's team, but like I think once LeBron retires and AD still still around, someone will want to show up there and and be there because like AD, I mean he's been fucking awesome again, um, but like he's not the he has the ball at the end of a end of a game guy. He's he's just not in like there's always gonna be somebody that wants to be that guy in LA. Yeah. Um the I I do think the Warriors would have eventually got back to challenge like later on. Oh no, That's no, no. Right. I, I, I don't forget challenge. I I don't think they I don't think they never I don't think like if they if they're ready to show up like they never won another title. They win another title. They just don't win two thousand seventeen one. Yeah, like Kyrie's too volatile volatile to to think that's going to become a three-peat dynasty thing. Hell no. Yeah. And then, like, that doesn't doesn't necessarily stop, like, 2018, right? Obviously, Kyrie's gone. But, like... (sighs) 
I don't, I'm not, look, I know people are going to laugh at me when I say this, but it's like, look, man, the, the Rockets won 65 games that year and we're up 3-2 on the Warriors and Chris Paul fucking went down. Like, and then they, and then they missed a million three-pointers in a row and they still only lost by single digits. Like, I, I understand that people would want to, because it's Chris Paul and it's James Harden, people want to laugh at them, but it's like, hey, man, um, I... The way people talk about LeBron James is like so. Everybody, nobody's actually clutch. Everybody's a choker, huh? Everybody's everybody, choker. everybody. That's right. That's everybody's right. Choker. Nobody, nobody. Has everybody's a fraud. No one. So That's it's like, right. hey man, like I, I would, I would have liked to seen that series of like Kyrie was still into on the 2018 Cavs <clears throat> versus that uh, Rockets team. I think they still would have got built or whatever else. That would have been fun to watch because I think those are two. I think like. The 2017 Cavs and 2018 Rockets are two of the best teams that's never won that didn't win the title. Shout out to Tunnel Talk. No, y'all loving all this. Um, but uh, <laughs> you told me to listen to the podcast. They had clowned on me or whatever. So I, like, I didn't have. Ch- See, I was like, "What? What did they say?" You like they made some shit that said that I said something from '97. I was like, "All right, well, what did they say?" Well, we'll play it. Uh, so like, I'm up against it for time all day, right? I get to 32 minutes in, I don't hear shit. Like, hey man, I. I I don't have time for this. I'm sorry. I'll get back to it when I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm 32 <laughs> minutes in. You, you should have gave me a timestamp, Rich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question comes from Rambone Slam Pig. Appreciate uh, the questions, uh, Rambones. Um, said if there is an exodus of talent from TNA in response to Scott Demore's firing, where will those people go? Doesn't seem like many will break through in WWE. AEW seems pretty stacked and not in need of mid carters, and the yen is down bad. Are you and so I I think you brought us some great points actually, um, uh, Rambones, because I think what people sometimes forget is like it's cool to like they sent that letter out. They're doing all these things right, but Scott at the end of the day, Scott Demore was fired. Right, there's not spots elsewhere, and those people bills will still be due. So yeah. it sounds nice what all they're doing. No one's going anywhere. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, like since this question was already asked, like it's already been announced that like Josh Alexander is re-upped. So correct that kind of yeah. answers. I mean, that answers one big question. Or they they read him up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it was a team option. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Damn. Hey, franchise tag, your boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rambone says, uh, are you worried that QT Marshall coming back into his previous role will negatively impact the booking and presentation of AEW? Maybe it's a coincidence, but his departure coincided with a drastic shift around the time of the Continental Classic and onward. I am not worried. Um, I, I think the uh, tone has been established at this point. The goodwill amongst the fan base Um I think QTE, quite frankly, started looking around, didn't hear the phone ringing. I think he's coming in with a lot less, you know, uh, I, I don't know exactly how to term it, but like, I don't think, I, I think he's much more willing to play a role uh, rather than try to force his ideas uh, where they might not necessarily be in line with what's going on. I think it's quite interesting that a person that is a rock cosplayer uh, is coming back knowing the role. I think it's kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, He, 
I have some concerns. They're not major. Um, as you mentioned, he if he comes back, he's he, he's had to come back, you know, uh, humbled, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, the creative has taken off without him. I'm not saying that's a, a cor- I'm saying that's a correlation or a causation. I'm just saying like it. it People are gonna look around and be like, "Well, what do you really know about this?" Because like this shit got better when you were gone, and it's not like you know. There's also uh, you know other major factors like MJF's off TV. It's also a group mm-hmm. around him not being there too. So, yeah, um, he is not going to be an on-screen character. So go nuts. There are a lot of people that I think are negative influences on w- on AEW's uh, potential or potentially are negative uh, for AEW's on-screen uh, that aren't on TV. Like Jeff Jarrett, and he ain't on TV, and he's been better. So I'm, I, you know, I think Tony Khan can kind of spot and recognize bad ideas or or not good ones at the least, and avoid them so far when it's not MJF as a champion. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I, I don't think. There, so it's just kind of amazing, like where what, what the reporting around all this was. Like, you want to be a main event wrestler somewhere or whatever, and then whatever happened, or something didn't happen, wherever the fuck, you know. Like, can can we just keep keep a spade a spade? Was this man like trying to get into the Fed, and then the Fed was like, the Rock was like, why would I hire you? I have me. Look, man. I think I sent. I think I sent a message to you off air like a week or two ago. I was like, hey, man, the big code not pick up the phone for him. The big code. Oh, yeah. The big code had to have to avoid his fault. That call. You see the air code. He's like, nah, man, that's QT. I ain't got nothing bad news for him. Hey, I'm just Brandon. Tell him I'm busy with Liberty right now. I can't. I can't. I can't, I ain't got the heart to tell him that I can't get him this job. I can't do it. Look, Break his heart. He always wanted. I, he always wanted I this. Think, <laughs> I think. At the time of QT's deal uh, being up, and then to the time of his announcement to come back in, WWE drastically changed. That's true. So where and, that and it's funny because influence like, may have gone. You'd be like, "There's no," you'd be like, "There's no job." Like, "There's no jobs." Like, but, but, but jobs been up, but it looks like jobs gonna open up soon next six months. <laughs> right? It's like, it looks like jobs. Like, there will be open positions for me. Like, I, yeah. Just not right I, now. I can't, I can't predict. Know. I can't predict the futures, man. I can't predict the future. QC and you know, like you know, you your bills. Your bills are in thirty days. Your bills are in fifteen days. I can't. You can't. You can't be. You can't just, I, that's a lot of pressure. Look, it's like this. You gonna Co- Cody, Cody would be like Cody would be like this. You'd be like you know we can. You know we we keep eyes on them in both places. You know we, we you know I'm over here. You over there. You know we you know we stronger apart actually. Like that. Has, that's what Cody's doing. Cody, He's no, selling no, them. No, no. Has Cody? Here's the thing. That works if Cody has signed that has a resign with WWE. Do you think he's resigned? Because I think he's resigned. I think he's resigned. Too. Yeah. So so if so, do you think he's kayfabe and be like you know I might and then he's waiting. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and then it's gonna work. It, look, it's gonna work until Meltzer dropped that report. And you know, and then QT be like, well, Meltzer gave me the scoops. Hey. You know, you know how when LeBron James and Dwayne Wade got in that plane, and he was like, "He didn't even tell me about his contract." I was, I was leaving the next day. I'm signing with with the fucking cows. I'm leaving. That's exact, bro. QC Marshall has no idea of Cody's real contract status at all. Oh 
shit. Cool, you can fuck look, around and string that along as look, long bro, as he wants. Look, bro. Dwayne Wade LeBron James friendship can withstand uh a few uh, you know some some eight uh, eight figure difference in in pay for for on a contract. I can tell you one thing one thing right now. QT Marshall and Cody Rose relationship cannot. <laughs> they 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 ain't never made that kind of money. Nope. No, absolutely not. That that shit will fall, that shit will fall like a house of cards. <laughs> King Dom back again. He says, uh, who would Hulk Hogan be proud of more? Kazushi Okada for putting over nobody on the way out or the Rock stealing the spotlight away from Roman and Cody? I would say Okada because the Rock couldn't get the main event. So, Or he gave up on it anyway. I was going to say, he could have got it, <laughs> but he, he backed off it or whatever, right? I think... Hogan initially, if the Rock went through, took the booze, stayed a baby phase, and was just like "fuck it," we we charge him forward or whatever. I think Rock uh, or Hogan would have loved that. He was like, "Hey, there you go, brother." Like you know, just like I taught you, you know, come come in. You even though they're they're getting over or going over, you're getting over. Like <laughs> like like what you know Hogan did to the Rock, you know, but you know. IWGP champ, uh, Kazusha Okada, working with with these dudes a younger than decade younger than him. Think Hogan would have did that? Nope. Hell no. I'm leaving. Hey, hey, Brett, Sean, Undertaker. No, nah, I'm leaving. I'll come back one day. I'll come back. Hollow. Where did it all go wrong for Seth Rollins? 2019. Um, I can tell you. Where, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me get let me think of my my answer. When did it all go wrong for Seth Rollins? I'm gonna go to okay. I got my answer. Go ahead. 2019, when he revealed himself as just one of the most unlikable people in the world of wrestling, uh, it combined with lots of terrible television, where he was assassinated as a character. Um, that stuff with the, you know, uh, talking about Mercedes on Twitter and going at her about, you know, main events and all this other sh- uh, unlikable type Moxley. of shit. They'll take the food off the table, Moxley stuff, the uh, the awful rah-rah leader guy, fake leader guy at that. Um, well, that one even. Uh, OK, so Meltzer got reports that he did that after the uh, hostage hostage tarmac situation in Saudi Arabia. That he had a raw raw speech in front of the guys. Melts or Seth then said, "That's bullshit, Dave. That's not true." Meltzer recanted the story, and then, like by the time we got to Survivor Series, he turned his gimmick into "I'm the I am trying to be the leader guy," and then he had a like some type of psychotic break, and then he became this uncharismatic Messiah dude or whatever else. And he only had one follower, and it was like, wait. So it's not true, but you decided to use this for heat because you and Meltzer have had this thing with each other for the last couple years that's been weird. It's like, okay, you dork. I I don't even necessarily mean that situation okay. with the fake leader stuff. I mean just like, you know, him going on this isn't the launch of AEW, just going on the attack about WWE yeah. and just being generally annoying while his title reign's not drawing, while his matches are underwhelming. And then, like, he gets the fiend tossed on him. So it it all fell apart for him in 2019 for me. 
Um, I decided I, from then on I would never <laughs> rock with Seth Rollins anymore. I think I think everything changed once he tore his ACL Damn. in 2015. Like he's a champion, he's losing consecutively on TV over and over and over. He's he ends up tearing his ACL, and then he has to come back, and then they have him come back, and then like he's um immediately like chasing the reunion after that. Mm-hmm. Like he has the match with Triple H, whatever. But like most of 2017 is about him like chasing the reunion. Um, with the shield and a lot of redemption with with Ambrose and with with Reigns and like I think the Ambrose stuff was actually really well done as far as the redemption of a of a heel a villain into a hero again. Uh, but it was like y'all broke up in 2014. Y'all are already getting back together and to and like doing mini shield reunions and SummerSlam or sorry Survivor Series 2016. All right, man. Um, so yeah, like I think that was the ultimate thing was like he he was at a level athletically that he just could not match again and like it wasn't like he was doing like the craziest shit in the world, but it's like he toned it down so much that it's like he kind of just wrestles at a certain level and like don't be wrong, he's still a great wrestler, but it's like I thought the guy before he tore his knee out was like could have could have like in a different platform without the restricted plate wrestling that is WWE like could have like gone to New Japan and been like and could have done something really at a high level. I don't think that now. Um, I just don't, uh, and I think that's ultimately like really hurt him as like the answer to be a more palatable guy to or more palatable palatable answer to like the indie darling. That dump that Vince and Triple H want to push post Danielson or sorry post uh, Daniel Bryan post CM Punk. He he became too much of a WWE guy as opposed to being like the counterculture person. Yeah, the idea of Seth Rollins is always a lot stronger than the actual Seth Rollins. <laughs> and, if you want, and also, he's always sat behind the eight ball because of what his voice sounds like. What? Um, what should the matches be for Okada, Osprey, and Mercedes at All In? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, you want to go first, or should I go first? You go first. Okay, for Osprey, I have Swerve, and for Okada, I have Omega, and for Mercedes, hmm, that's a good one. I I never really thought about it. Uh, but let's say Jamie Hayter. Why not? She didn't get her match in Wimby last year. Hopefully, I mean, if she's still alive, um, she can get she can get a you know that or a tag team match to do you know do Jamie and Britt versus uh, I don't know Mercedes and somebody else. You know. Yeah, that's not a bad option. Um, I, I I think we're definitely getting Britt and Mercedes in there somehow. So I'll go I'll go with that. Um, Swerve and Osprey and. Yeah, probably Okada Omega. Um, I mean, if or, not or Omega, do you do Takeshita? I do Takeshita, yeah, and Okada. Okay, I mean, because like, that, didn't, that didn't preserve the, the situation where, like, you can do the, you can keep the Don And then I do Danielson thing, and, and you o- can do, like, the Omega. Okada's here to help Omega. They do this mega, they do the, you know, they do the mega tag team or whatever else, and then they break up from there, and then you send Okada, and that gives Okada something to do, um... 
as he starts in AEW and a program and give you a reason to like him or reason to care. He's had the backstory because of the lore of the five matches they've had already. Um, or four matches they've had already. Um, Keem says, who should win best of Super Juniors this year? Hiromu. <laughs> That's why I didn't say nothing. What did you? Because I'm like, I'm like, I want to say Hiromu. Like, you can't be Hiromu. You're going to win it a fucking again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Look, man. Um. Again. Okay. All right. You could put you could put Watto over. You could. Yeah. Fuck it. Master you Watto. Could. You could put Watto over. If it were yeah, but if you asking me who I would put over, Hiromu Takahashi. <laughs> 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 I'm putting Liger over in the junior division. Fuck Liger. Fuck you thought it was. Oh. Especially after the way that that Desmond beat his ass, he need to get that back. Yeah. Um as as another point for I said Swerve and Osprey, I saw a lot of discourse about um I think AL sent out, you know, basically the graphic is a who wants to see Swerve versus Osprey for the title. I think a lot of people went into hysterics over who's gonna have the belt win, who needs it at a certain point, who doesn't need to win it. Like, all right. I understand new people were coming into AEW and it was you were burned by this once with CM Punk and stuff like that. I'm here to tell you. This is a person that's been people, promotion. I was going to say, the people that are coming in here with Okada and Osprey, they are coming to be part of the company. They're coming to be part of the ideals of the company. They're coming. They're not a threat to the company. Like, you know, they're not, it's not they're, like. They are not going to start here a to show. Ruin on, it. They're not going to start a show on. Uh, let's see. On. Mondays or Sundays that is going to be like New Japan centric or whatever else, and then like Okada just comes out, um, like no, that's not what they're doing. Like this is they're not gonna, they're not, that's never gonna happen, right? It's not gonna happen. Like those guys have known these people for all these years. They also have been in AEW doing matches, doing programs over the last two years. This isn't the same thing as like CM Punk comes in and he's happy to be there until he's not happy to be there. And then he wants his own way on how to do all these things. And he's like in other people's business. Yeah. And then like gaining influence. Entirely different thing. And then gaining influence via star fuckers like FTR. Not going to, not, not, not the same thing. Oh, also, since we're not talking, we're not doing a review of, uh, of Dynamite. You notice that Dan, Dan Garcia and Edge had that match. They laid out. Um, with the concerto Edge Garcia's out there helping Edge, which leads me to it's gonna be FTR and Edge uh, having a match together to face uh, the patriarchy plus whatever plus one or plus two they have. I can see it coming already. That's fine. That's fine. But it's like when we call FTR star fuckers, don't <laughs> say we just made it up out of thin air. Um. Yeah, and also like um <laughs> I don't think Okada and Osprey coming in, I don't think the average AEW main eventer looks at that person like they ain't got it. Like I don't think I, I think they walk in with a lot more respect. Like you know, be like, hold on, I gotta like put this old guy over. Like I don't I don't think either of them will be looked at like that. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe not. I know they're not gonna be out here thinking that like they fired some or uh that Tony Khan fired some guy that they liked. 
because of because of some disagreement in the past. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think that comes with Okada or Omega. Or sorry, Okada or Osprey. Yeah. So like you know, we talk about it in stardom when 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 people come in that are talented and, and they have to get pushed. Like you know, it's a competitive business. Right. Like these people are ready to compete. The people that are been around, they're ready to compete. Like you know, I call Square right now. He's ready to compete with anybody. Like so like. What we're gonna get out of that is great fucking wrestling, like hopefully. So like chill until the next episode. Yeah, chill until the next episode. Um Brandon Vincandio, who would you book Okada for his first feud in AEW? Malachi Black, let's see you do a job. His first feud? Yeah. I'm not trying to see. I'm not trying to see the lights going on and off, and people, and in five seconds, people running in, running out, hiding in these rings, and spinning mist with Okada. I'm not. Really, I'm really not doing Prove it. Prove us look, all wrong, look, Mal Black. Because look, once you start doing that, it's, it's, it's like, wait a second, you got a Japanese wrestler in here, and they're getting the mist spat, spat at them. Is this appropriation? What? Well, I don't. I don't know how this works. I don't. I, it, anyway. Um, yeah, man. Um. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it as far as the opening feud. I mean, is he going to be, is he going to, look, because we've never done the dynamic of Western television with, for pro wrestling television weekly week with Okada ever. So it's like, you think about what he's been, we're like, all right, at his best, he's like the mountaintop and you got to, he's, he's a summit you got to climb or he is like the dickhead, like, that's on top and like rubs it on your face and he's on top of everybody. Like right? it's like that works as a heel. I don't, I, I don't really know who he, who he like, who you give as an answer for your face. Like, does he just beat the shit out of orange Cassie and take his international title? Eddie Kingston. That'd be a good one. Um, that gave a lot of people good reason. Hey, but I kind of thought that's what Daniel was going to do. I thought Daniel was going to take it off Kingston. Not sure. Let's see. But Born then again, the that would now. go against. And again, Danielson's probably begging Tony Khan to lose that match too already. So whatever. <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to get Okada in there with somebody he's not really connected to almost at all. Like just kind of like, like a dopey exhibition kind of. Um, that he can have a great match. Um, Kester Ishibata. Right? No, I'm playing. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I actually thought when I was watching Edge, or sorry, uh, Adam Copeland versus uh, Daniel Garcia, like, I was like, look how hard, look how hard Kof is hitting, uh, is hitting Garcia. <laughs> I guarantee you Garcia ain't allowed to hit him back that hard. And they made me think, like, you know what? Like, yeah, like, push your body and Copeland in the ring and see, who, and see who's allowed to take liberties. Like, see who's allowed to actually hit who hard. Because that's going to be one of the match where either they got to slug it out or it's going to be the softest pillows. Which I don't know which one, but I like to see it. All right. I got one for you. Um, Actually, I got, I got, I got, I got three, right? And um, you, y'all tell me, you know, if I'm crazy or not, right? Uh, I wasn't serious with the Mal Black thing. Um, Daniel Garcia. Ricky Starks or Sammy Guevara. Any of those three will work for me. Stars Garcia or Guevara. Yep. Um 
You want me to rank those? Oh, no. no oh, okay, I, okay, okay. I was saying, okay. you know, those gotcha. those will work for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> from at SHT name, Roger, is it too soon to ask for a draft of who stays and who goes to Rossidom? I think we kind of did that. It's still too um, early. We are still, we, yeah. it's, a, it's just a guessing game. We'll know in like a few weeks. We'll know in a few weeks. Yeah, I, they got to start announcing like, for like uh, that Philly show if they're still, even if they're still doing it. All right, let's go over to the Discord. That was all the Twitter questions, so you know the Discord gets even wilder. <laughs> no Deontay, um, as I open the One Nation Radio thing and see Kofi and or Cody in a Kofi. Um, this is going to be oh god. Funny. Um, so first question. Um, from Curry Goat, he says, "Will the WWE diehards find shame before Mercedes debuts in Boston?" Will they find shame? No, never, never. No. Let's move on to the next thing. Got to remember, this is all just a rhetorical thing. There's no people like. There's no bottom. There's no people taking accountability (laughs) for being right or wrong when they when they say things because like it's just slinging mud. And whatever the next day's slop is, they'll throw it. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's like they're they're inherently bad people because of that. That's just human nature when it comes to talking online with with this kind of shit. We're just stuck in the mud. All of us. Those that throw it, those that are just watching people throw it, because we're next to the we're next to the fucking you know. Um, like we pit. we next to the shit. Eventually, we gonna like be like, hey man, what's that smell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Lariat, what's going on? He says, um, happy Black History Month. I wanted to ask, did you guys ever feel obligated to like black wrestlers just because? Like, for me, I liked guys like Batista because he was dope, that he was also Filipino, and that added a bit for me. Same reason I stand for Shuri and Jeff Cobb, but they all happen to be dope. Like, did you guys ever cut dudes like MVP or Kenny King slack due to shared blackness? It seems weird that some black fans cut Cody slack for being the culture when he never has been. Also, when you do, hold on, when do you eat Brazilian barbecue? Do you use the chili sauce that comes with chopped peppers or pico de gallo? I use pico. I also use chimichurri sauce. Chimichurri sauce. Unfortunately, I've never had Brazilian barbecue. I did go to Fogo de Chao over the weekend. That was awesome. You went again? Um, yeah, I did. I had a gift card. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it was a bunch of questions. It was a bunch of questions. Let's break it down. I meant to ask when you when you were here, did you get JJ's? No, I wanted to, but I didn't have time. Right around the corner from me. I know. I saw it, and I said yeah. to Sarah on the way out, "I was like, hey man, that's uh, I want to go here, but we had no time. Yeah. And also, you know, like uh, Ashley, she's." Sarah's a very picky eater, so she gets so Ashley is naturally a very picky eater because her mom's a very picky eater. So it's like they, it was, it was like Chick Fil A or places you've heard of or nothing uh. when I was with them. Yeah, so it, it is what it is. But I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to go to JJ's chicken or was it chicken? We, we gonna get you right. We gonna get you right. Yeah. Um. So as far as be, um being obligated to like black wrestlers just because, okay, no. Um, I. While when I when I started watching wrestling, it was nineteen ninety-six. Um you look around, there's not too many like black wrestlers that are out there. It's like Ahmed Johnson, 
Rocky Maivia comes along. I like him or whatever. Uh, just you know, he's a you know young guy. He was like he's a rookie, blue chipper. Like, you know, I was you smiling. I yeah, you know, I, I like the good no, guys. I said Norman Smiley. Oh, you stupid. Uh, who else? Uh, Booker T. Harlem Heat. Uh, New Jack. I like Harlem Heat. They were they were cool as fuck. I, I wasn't watching. I wasn't watching New Jack at the time, oh. but I would have loved New Jack had I known about him then. Um, but these are all people that I liked, kind of for their talents first. Like mm-hmm. rather than, you know, their their blackness, um, I would say. Um, now, will I give someone a little bit more? Like, hey, they're trying to figure something out. It ain't clicking all the way, you know. And, and you know, I I feel like for me, I will defend black. Yeah, I will defend black wrestlers where I need to because I feel like I'm aware of like when people have complaints about them that don't hold water i'm like that's bullshit i know what this is this is something else um but the people that i'm into i'm generally into because i fuck with like their their talent their ability um swerve ricochet like these are all guys like i i loved or whatever like over the past like you know 10 years or whatever um and i i I like guys i like trick williams I, i like what he's doing um, but they could they could easily be not black, and if they were like doing a lot of the same stuff, I would like them too. So I I don't know. How do you feel about it, James? When I was younger, I didn't I uh I recognized with the black wrestlers that were around, right? But like I was a kid, so like I was always focused on like I'm rooting for all the good guys, like whatever. Like if you're a good guy, I'm rooting for them. If you're a bad guy, you're evil. Fuck you. Um, so you know, like. It vacillated, like, I, when, like, The Rock turned babyface, like, after Nation Domination, and, like, he was on, you know, 98 going to 98, like, Deadly Games, Survivor Series, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, and then he turned back, Hill again. I was like, fuck this motherfucker, I was so mad, <laughs> I was furious with The Rock. Bro, I hated when The Rock turned, bro, oh, I was, God, like, I was so I'm like, man, fuck this, yeah. And then The Rock turned back babyface over the years, or whatever, so I was back into it, um, in that way, and then, like, you know... He lost WrestleMania 2000. I was like, fuck this. I'm not done, done watching wrestling because why the fuck is Triple H the, the, the winning in WrestleMania main event? This is fucking stupid. Like, I'd rather watch Randy Moss on Mondays. Fuck this. Like, in Brett Favre. Mm. Fuck this. So, it basically changed everything for me. Um, But, yeah, like, like there were black wrestlers that I enjoyed or whatever. It was like, like Booker T, for example. Uh, And it was just like, I never really thought about it. Like I liked Ahmed Johnson as well, but I just never really, I just like, I liked them. It wasn't just necessarily that they were black, but as I've gotten older, I've noticed like, you know what? There weren't that many black wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And then like, you hear about like the, what they're looking for out of wrestlers. Like that's like almost Dama dozen out of every like major college football campus. Why are they not mm-hmm. like, why is it not like mostly blackly, like mostly black? I used to think that mm-hmm. way. Like you're looking for, you're looking for large human beings that are athletic for their size and have big muscles and are charismatic. That sounds like 40 people off the off a of Florida State campus off the football team right then they'll make it to the league or Florida or Miami. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I, I, it used to be weird. Um, I, I was just thinking about like why people didn't you know do whatever. Maybe they didn't think they thought the wrestling shit was too fake or whatever. I don't know, but you know over the years seeing, you know, so many different talented people is like, that's cool because like when I was young, I felt like there were, there weren't that many. 
and there's so many more now and there's so many and it's really cool to see so many different like types of black people in different when di these different gimmicks as opposed to just being like you know they are here to smile and have a good time and you gotta have all the tools and all that kind of stuff and just basically be a white knee face and not have any edge to them um i like that we have like someone like a swerve that has like multi multi layers to a carmelo carmelo hayes another one has layers to them now um to see like the new day like become this all-time wwe act has been really cool over the last uh decade or so um yeah like so like i guess at a certain point as i've gotten older more conscious to like uh the discrepancies in entertainment um and then and kind of knowing what they're race, fighting against, I, and they're knowing what they're fighting against too and it's like right. oh yeah like we we talked about a new day a lot right and there was like People that said they were they were jigging, they were cooning, they were doing all this stuff, right? But like, what I thought the New Day was doing was bringing middle class blackness to like their characters and stuff like that. Like, they were basically like, "All right, we're not rappers, we're not gangsters, we're not muscle men." Biggie was a muscle man, but the New Day was much more driven by his personality than his muscles, right? Like. And, uh, and then Kofi and, and Xavier, and it's like, yo, their bond of friendship, and then their humor, right? Like that was that's a completely different thing, like, and people can't take that away from them, right? Um, and and their humor was just like so distinct to anything that was like happening on major American pro wrestling history, because it's like those lines are not lines that a script writer for that works for WWE is coming up with. That's what shit they were coming up with like on the spot based off of what they saw trending that particular weekend while they was making towns um to and for or to and from uh getting on you know and they said let's throw this into a promo and it will pop the hell out of me every single week and I, and that's what got them over um so yeah like it, it's been um just literally like in the last decade alone it's been like wow like look where we like Kobe Kingsmick was a WWE world champ was WWE champion like yeah that's crazy. Remember, like, he was in a doghouse that got tattoos back in the day? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really cool to see all these new people, like, pop up from year to year. And then, like, you see they get their chance and, like, you see this talent, like, you know, like, I think, I think, um, Sierra was telling us about Athena when she was on the Indies. And then to see her, you know, next thing I know, like, the first thing I see her was, um, Takeover in Orlando versus Oscar, and they like she was so awesome. They tried to turn Oscar heel on her. Oscar didn't work. They had a rematch; it was great. Didn't work out in WWE on the main roster. They were trying to turn her into a stupid gimmick, and it didn't really work. And she's not into a, great a wolf. And then you know they sent her back to NXT, and she's awesome, and she's great in NXT again. But at that point, she's there to you know more or less teach people, and then she ends up in you know they get rid of her, and she ends up coming over to. Tony Khan pro wrestling and like she's been awesome you know like a Willow I, I never would imagine someone like a Willow a decade ago I figured that's like some you know say they would have made it some type of you know she's unattractive she's she's a monster like they would have Nia jaxed her mm -hmm. and like she could just be her you know she could just be her bubbly self here um and I think yeah. I think that's really cool you know um there's gonna be more um, and I think that's a cool thing is like, you actually see proof of concept now, as opposed to just being like, I have to be the inspiration I want and change. I want to see in the world. Like, nah, the change is there. And now you just come and be you and kind of breathe. And I have that kind of pressure on you in the future for future generations. I think that's cool. Like I look at 
someone like Powerhouse Hobbs, for example. And I'm like, yeah, like that man, he comes out. <laughs> he's a big jack dude. I'm like, yeah, he can, he's, this dude's from Oakland. Like, whatever, they're showing where he's from and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, oh, I, I could imagine a Powerhouse Hobbs being from o- Oakland. I, I understand right. this. Um, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna allude to the shirt, and then I, I, I think it's appropriate now to talk about our to have our second uh, Caleb Baldwin reference of the show. Oh my god! Did he actually buy that shirt? I don't think he did. Okay, because he said like I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear that one day on like April Fool's Day or some shit. I was like, bro, just save the money. Say, <laughs> I don't. I, please don't. Just don't. But or or will... not. How about how about that idea you just had? How about we just not do it? How about not? How about no? I will. I will say like when I, when I see black wrestlers doing certain things, it's going to connect with me a little bit more. Like you know, and you know some of the things they do that I don't think maybe the rest of the audience might get, or right. like you know when some of the humor or something like that, it'll connect with me more. You yeah. know, as I've gotten older. I mean, I, I gotta say when 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 they have those like backstage beatdowns or offs, you know, like the fights or whatever else, and I see Naomi or Bianca tearing the house down. That I feel, I feel that has is is a more visceral reaction to when, you know, Naomi was out here beating the hell out of uh, uh, Mandy Rose. It, it just it just felt more realistic to beat down as opposed to, you know, the typical brawl back the brawl back fight backstage or whatever shit like it, like Washington hands come down like hammer fists. It it is it, it seems it it just means so much more. It really does. Yeah, yeah. and like um, remember remember what? remember when uh. uh Bianca kind of made her main roster debut by th- by throwing <laughs> by Carmelo throwing in the trash. trash. Yes, that why, that was years. Did, that was years in the making. Why did I not see that meme on February first? Why did I not see that as a gift? <sighs> Question from Leah from Tunnel Talk. She says, "If you could turn one wrestling feud into a movie or TV series, what would you choose?" Mm. So mm. I would think it would, in, it would into what 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 medium? Uh, into a movie or a TV series? What would you choose? A movie or a TV series? I think I'm going to stick with movie because it is movie is probably a little bit easier, and I'll probably say something like the Mega Powers break up. Like I, it feels like a really easy movie to make. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still. I think storyline wise, beat by beat, that still might be the best thing WWE's ever done. I I actually would probably argue something else actually. So if I'm going with the TV series, Brett and Owen, absolutely, it's Brett versus there. Owen. It's up um, there. With Brett and Owen, they start you know together like kind of kind of like you start seeing like the movie begins. The great Bret Hart is the champion, and then his his younger brother is toiling like in international wrestling around the world, trying to make a name for himself. Finally, gets to the big leagues, uh, teams with his brother has a falling out, gets back together, turns on him through all the jealousy and everything. Austin and Bret would be a good one too, um, but like, there's no like real end to that. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, and then you know they have the big fight, and then. Brett loses essentially, which is the twist in the movie. Like, hold on, he fucking lost, and then it's like, how does Brett get back to him by the end of the movie or whatever? And then after he beats him, he fucking aligns with Jim Nightheart, so the, the odds are fucking stacked on Brett even further. 
and you know i think it's i think it's a really great uh storyline yeah um i think batista and triple h inside evolution is, is a good one uh not not something i'd say just like immediately comes to mind is like that's way up there on the list but i'm saying that comes to mind is like that's one you could do do and be be a good piece of film um or tv actually um i mean wcw essentially did this with the crow they're like yeah we're gonna have sting paint his face black and white carry it back and hunt these niggas one by one like <laughs> that was literally the crow yeah but like the, the the second act takes forever the second act of that takes forever because you have to do like well yeah it, it takes too long it's too much it's too much filler uh, but I get what you mean. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, you can do stuff like, uh, well, the soap opera element, if you will, Eddie and Ray. Oh, man. Dominic. <laughs> because it's a fucking soap opera. <laughs> I'm, I'm your poppy. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, let's see. What else you got? Uh, you can do Sean and, and Jericho. Um, yeah, that'd be a the, the punch in the wife. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there, there's a there's a number of them. there's another one. I don't know, like necessarily. Um, obviously, it, it, I'm assuming she means you're adapting some of these stories for to fit mm-hmm. whatever else is supposed to, and take some liberties to make it fit better for the medium. Um, but like, I think. I think a lot of the New Japan stuff works really well based off the part where, like, you base on the sport and you put the emotion behind it and you, you know, you can kind of build up the stuff kind of like similar to, like, Rocky, right? Where, like, the big yeah. matches are the fights or the the big fights and everything. Um, So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that <clears throat> I think Okada and, and Tanahashi is a big one. Like, this is young punk coming in with dorky hair and terrible looking teeth. And then he shocks the world, and then like they go back and forth over the, over time, and they learn they become like peers and respect each other along the way. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. Um, if I had to pick something right now that's going on right now, I would be swerving Hangman though. Yeah, they they got got some cool like, and it seems like they they're just gonna go a bunch of different ways with it. So, um. I think, I think the rise, like the four pillars in all Japan in the '90s, would make a great TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, like basically, you would start that with uh, the departure of Jumbo Saruta, essentially, and then showing, you know, essentially like Masao yep, being the man and everybody chasing him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then like it ends with you know Giant Baba dying, essentially. Like, but um. And showing everybody What's, leaving and to start Noah except for Kawada. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, like Kawada be like, like what fucking happens or, or what happened to him? Yeah, he he stayed. Yeah. He finally he finally got to be the man until Keiji Muto showed up. <laughs> oh. You know, it, that way we get Big Dave in there with, with the hair getting getting banned by Matoko Baba in there. Um Seamus Nova, Peepa, y'all didn't mention the bloodline or the devil storyline. <laughs> we did not. Were we supposed to? Wasabi King. 
conspiracy theory, do you also think Big CM is rushing to make WrestleMania in order to get a bonus payday? Okay. There's no way in fuck he'll um, actually make it to be able to wrestle, but right. he will be there somehow. He will be wearing a suit. Like, he is getting some type of WrestleMania payoff. Like, he's going to find a way to show up. Whether it's to do an interview, whether it's to do commentary on something, uh, whether it's to cut a promo, he's going to be there. Like, hey, you know, WrestleMania is a lot of, it's a big show. Might need him to help break down the ring. Remember, do you remember that meme they had of, of, of Vince and Seth backstage and then the caption is Vince talking to Seth in his ear and then the question they're like this is like at the end of 2019 there's like if you, and it's Vince saying like if you could break down the ring that'd be great or something like that it's like that I remember that to this day like that that's how bad it was for Seth we're like bro they got Vince out they got memes of Vince saying like can you break down the ring help us break down this ring it's like, bro, this man, is, this man is making a million dollars from this company. And that's how bad it is for Seth right now in 2019. That's crazy. Uh, Brewhaven, what do you guys make of Michael Chandler calling out Conor McGregor on Raw? I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, this is the new future. Get ready. We're the washed-up UFC guys like, are, are being I'll, integrated in. I don't in. know what you mean by future. Ronda Rousey. No, uh, corporately integrated in. Oh, like, okay, gotcha. The decision's being made for you. Oh, we're going to, y'all got, y'all got how many people watching this week? All right, we putting some of these people over here to promote this here fight. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I think the guy did like a parody of a pro, what his idea of a pro wrestling promo is. Just yell and scream, whatever. Uh, that's, that's some of that corporate synergy. Um, you know, I hate when things are reverse engineered and all that, but that's not my fight. So the WWE fans will have to um, uh, deal with that intrusion and weirdness. That's on them. Uh, hopefully they build an octagon or some shit like at one of these shows and, you know, they can just use it from time to time. Fight pit. Why not? Ten. 10 for 10. So, man, 10. He says, uh, if Swerve doesn't win the championship at Revolution, when's the best timing to avoid losing fan interest? If he doesn't win at all in, or excuse me, if he doesn't win at Revolution. Okay. So, if he Revolution doesn't. Revolution seems lo- like such a nice round like number, like, because he debuted at Revolution. So, like, it, it kind of is perfect, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would say this. Um, there is one outstanding scenario where he could not leave out a revolution for me that I think would be it'll make perfect sense and could even be better than if he were to win in a three way match. Because you know, three way match is not exactly the best idea to you know crown your champ in, in this promotion to crown your champion off a three way, a new champion off a three way. Yes, yeah, that's some real WWE shit. Uh, Swerve has the match one. On Samoa Joe, Hangman steals the pin. He becomes a two-time AEW World Champion. Swerve then goes through the rankings, gets another title shot, wins a double or nothing. Two thousand. Uh, the next pay per view. I think yep. that's the only. I think that's the only feasible scenario that makes sense. Where like he he doesn't necessarily lose momentum. It's just to submit the part where like Swerve is the guy everyone's supposed to cheer now. Ninety ten in like. 
Hey, Swerve or Hangman is now the guy you're supposed to boo 9010. Do you get that, fans? He is underserving because this man cannot beat this guy fair and square anymore. He is now cheated now. We reverse course. Now the cheater is cheating, or the person that's been cheated is now cheating, and the person that does that doesn't that was cheating doesn't want to cheat anymore. We have switched this. Look, we know we did that third match for you to understand this about the part we did the draw and, he, and the, the bad guy said five were missing and the good guy said no. But now we're trying to get through your, your your minds where this has been a double turn now. Look, have there's also another option where <laughs> swerve so nasty. I already know. I know. How, I see you laughing. Where swerve what you is away to throw out on the table. So Swerve is away from the action, right? And Hangman, who's his whole mission has been, I will never let Swerve win win this fucking belt. This man takes a dive uh, to Samoa Joe by either tapping out on some shit that he ain't got no business tapping out at, or you know he he submits or whatever. Swerve's not part of the decision, and Swerve's like, "You fucking robbed me. You quit." Like a bitch, essentially. Like, and then you know, Hangman taps obviously because he's you know people are starting to boom. Like people like you tapped out. You he'd quit. rather tap out the AEW. He'd rather tap out to give up the AEW World Championship than let Swerve win it. Yes. You know what? I like that, but I also fucking hate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hangman can smile at him and then tap or whatever to just just to nah, drive it home. That's, that's too much. That's, nasty. that's too much like Denzel. And, that's, that's too much nasty. like Denzel and the end of Malcolm X smiling for you before, before he gets assassinated. That's that's too nasty. No, nah, I can't. Nasty. I can't. Nah, I can't. Trish I can't condone look, that. They may be like, Trish will get on a plane and, and, and like, fly oh, to my house. Oh, you save me? Fuck you! No, I can't. I, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> no, nah, man. Like. You know how you know how we talked about over these years, like like what are we supposed to like? Why what is what is you know this thing that compels people to hang man in ways that like I don't get? He does that. I'll be like, all you people that that was yelling at me or whatever, look at your man's, look at your boy, tapping like a bitch. <laughs> look at this, look at this sucking shit here. We have oh. never seen somebody shoot to such a level. Nah, man, ain't no way. No. Oh man. Um, so Dr. Larry also says if the best friends went to Freak Nick, who would be the one to get lost and all that? I think Chuck would be the most at home. Also, would you guys ever do an AKA bit? I don't know what that is. Hold on, Maybe hold James on, does. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. What year are we transporting to to put best friends there? Let's put them there right in the prime. You know, let, let's drop 94? them off at ni- 94. 95, you know. I I got to tell you, I don't... See, Tunnel Talk will be mad at me. Tunnel Talk will be mad at me, so I don't want to do this. I, I, I refrain. You know what? I, I abstain. I'm not... I'm No, no. I'm not answering this. You answer, Rich. 90, 94 Freak Nick. Best friend show up. You tell me. 94 Freak Nick. Okay. So... I'm imagining the white people that are listening to this and don't have no idea what the fuck Freak Nick even is. It's gonna be great. They're that's like, fine. What is, what is Freak? Oh, that's fine. Oh. Y'all look it up. I'm not. I'm oh. not explaining for the sake of the joke. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. so it's gonna be hot out there. It's yep. Atlanta. Yep. So Trent's in good shape. So he's gonna be shirtless. Right. Trent's bound to to pull a few in just off that. I would think. Um, he's kind of got like that that expressionless, you know, kind of look on his face. 
Um, I think he'd be able to handle himself. I think Chucky would be like. <laughs> I feel like Chucky T would be like they'd be like you all right, white boy, you all right. Like he would be getting in the wrong crowd. He would be getting into some some mischievous as well. Uh, he would be definitely walking down the highway uh, because obviously people couldn't drive or anything. Um, but I would say Trent would make it home. He'd be like, okay, I had a good time, blah, blah, blah. But Chuck, they'd be calling to see where the fuck he is. Okay. Now, are we only doing the tag team best friends or are we talking about the, the entire group? Cause, cause I tell How about you right the entire now, group? I, I, I tell you right now. Um, Look, Statlander Chris, walking around there? Sorry? Statlander walking around there? I, I was about to get to Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander shows up to Freak Nick. Um, I, thank God that was in the Twitter back then. I don't. I don't want to see the think pieces. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't see anything about about Chris Statlander in Atlanta and, and around all these people, around all these men. And and I, I don't look. All I know is I think she'd do well for herself. That's what she wants to do. Um, and I think there would be a group of people that didn't <laughs> like it. In the comments, come on, James, get canceled. No. <laughs> um. So I'm. So I'll move on to. I'll, I'll move on to Orange Cassidy. Um, Orange Cassidy will be in all the pictures. He will be like the Where's Waldo, or he'd be like, actually, oh my god, Waldo's not the right word in, in this particular uh thing. He would be like the uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Um, weekend at Bernie's, he'd be Bernie everywhere. Mm-hmm. Instead, he had the shades, he wouldn't know he's alive or dead. He'd just be in every picture, like you know, thumbs up, yes, everywhere, wasted. Um, and yeah, he'd be man, in that, like, he'd be in that picture, like with, with them cops. You know, and 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 the and the young ladies, and then Orange would be like right there, <laughs> and y'all know what picture I'm talking oh about, those y'all that know. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's right, spread. Wait, so wait, so so why so why that one cop got it spread over? He'd be next to it, just yes, <laughs> the exactly. With, oh. with with the with the, with the glasses on. Oh my god! Yeah, um, unreal. As far as you know, your 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 I you know your takes on you think it would you know Trent would do well at Freak Nick, and you think that um there will be struggles for Chucky e. T. I, I I that's exactly what I believe. I I will go further um in, in in that, but I will leave it to alone because they think I don't like Chucky and I'm being mean to him. So I'm so I'm just not gonna say nothing. I'm I will say nothing. Can't say I be mean to him because I ain't say nothing. So would you guys ever do an AKA bit? I don't know what that is. Is that something that has to do with like a fraternity or when well, I hear AKAs, I'm like, all right, I'm is that like, like the step stuff? Uh, yeah. With the cane. Cause AKAs had the cane when they did step stuff. Like it's a, it's the it's, 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 they have a cane is white and it's red, like the swirl on like, like candy cane. But like, huh. I don't know if that's what they mean by bit. I have no idea. I have no idea. Cause I'm not, I'm not that black yeah, Greek I'm not, life. I'm not familiar with in that way. Yeah. Same. Um, Zach Porter says, with New Japan on on death Death's door, do you think TK Auto finally uh, utilized the already established cyber agent relationship? Um, is this a serious question? 
This is, Who asked this, this question? This is Zach Porter, so you know what this is. Oh, this okay. Is, All right. Is, I didn't know who asked the question. All right. Here this is go. get Baba, you fucking news nerd. This is this, this, this what this is. Um, why not? Why not work with Cyber Agent more? They're working with everybody else. CMLL. Everybody. The doors is open in AEW. Come through. I don't know how you champion for Cyber Agent in this day and age when Nakajima's not there. And, like, they just spent, yeah, last, they spent, they spent so much of last year with Jake Lee as their top champion. Like, we yeah. got our things about Sonata. Sonata's a better, <laughs> Sonata's better than fucking Jake Lee. Are you kidding me? Um, so, yeah, man, I, whatever, man. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, his guy was the, was the black ace and everything. And, like, the company was better off with the other guy being the guy and he realized and he, he can't accept that. And I get it. But like, look, man, like it's, it's now your world. Now your guy is on top. He is, he is now the ace of the, the company. Captain. The captain of the ship. Yeah. And when, and, and as this shit goes down and, <laughs> and as this shit sinks further and further than the abyss, there'll be nobody to blame except this suffering. Naito. Hey man, I'm gonna start making people cry on Twitter. Like, like oh let God. these numbers start start not coming back the right way. All right, um, but yeah, he should definitely use the cyber agent relationship just because I think cyber agent. You know, I think there, there's some worthwhile wrestling there. Yeah, and I mean, look, you know, I'm, I'm I, I I'm still holding out hope that like they got a fan for Rossi or they got distribution for Rossi at least. You know, so we'll see. Two questions. But most from of the cyber agent stuff, you know, at this day, at this stage of the game, with you know, uh, more a lot of the senior main event scene of uh, TJPW being different, um, Gambear going down, um, post Muta Noah, post you know, uh, Cassie Nakajima Noah, mm-hmm. eh, you know, the ho- the whole like the. The Bushi Road hoeing of of Kaito Kiyomiya. It yeah. hurts. That hurts. Not good. Not great. Another question. Two questions from Curry Goat. Um, he says, "Do you see 2024 being one of the most important years for Black wrestlers in some time? There's a lot happening right now with Swerve potentially being next up as the AEW World Champion. Mercedes Monet is about to play an important role." In AEW's women's division, Michael Oku is doing big things in RevPro here in the UK. Cody Rhodes possibly finishing the story and so much more. He's clowning. <clears throat> Just wanted to get a heat check on this. Um, Brother, yeah. Heat check. You bounce that shit right off the backboard. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, when you put it like that, like sometimes we don't necessarily like realize all the kind of like important things happening around us um the the biggest black wrestler ever the rock shows back up swerves like been the hottest wrestler for like the last you know i don't know seven months. eight months yeah months, like yeah. and you know he looks like he's got a bullseye on the aw world title mercedes monet is going to basically write her next chapter in wrestling so that I think that alone like makes this by default like one of the biggest black wrestlers uh years for black wrestlers in a way like there hasn't been since like maybe 2019 I want to say um yeah you know with Kofi Kingston right. but 
Um, and you know, Athena's still doing her thing as well. But um, yeah, I, I definitely see it as one of the most important years. Yeah, you, you almost have to. Um, like WCW never looked like this. Right, and you can't say it didn't have the opportunity because I look. I was around for nineteen ninety eight Booker T. That motherfucker you could have went to the you you could have went you could have went somewhere with. Um, like could he have been a you know could he have been a solid number two baby face with Goldberg you know doing the doing the street thing? Absolutely, they. That's not. It didn't end up that way. Um. So yeah, like there there is a you know WWE you know they've been around for all that time. And they and they're at a spot now where like people don't. I don't think people necessarily that are fans of WWE. I even think about that stuff that much. And like it's it's cool like for AEW after seemingly feeling it that they were feeling the struggles watching it over time for representation amongst women, amongst women of color, amongst black wrestlers, uh, men to see that we're we're here in like they have wrestlers that aren't just ex WWE people they have their own identity like you can say well you know Swerve was in WWE so is Mercedes um <clears throat> the Mercedes we've seen post WWE is not the same person like if you want to say it's a difference of John Moxley versus Ambrose sure but they have their own actual stamp in approach compared to what they were, how they were portrayed on WWE television behind the, under the vision of Vince McMahon. Um, Swerve, that, you know, hit roll, that seems like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm wrong, like, the aesthetic hasn't much changed, but there is a depth and a sickness. <laughs> That was not on display in WWE or NXT while he was doing very well um, in NXT. Uh, that is here in AEW. So yeah, um, it, it's uh, it's really cool to see that like they have their own ecosystem of stars seemingly, um, and I don't think I don't think this is the end either. So um, I think mean, that's I think that's a cool part about it is like. When we talk about, you know, people going back and forth eventually over time, like, it's also going to be black wrestlers. And, like, what's that, what is that going to be in the future? Like, we saw how well it worked out for Cody. Um, like, what's it going to be when, like, you know, a few years from now, some, well, I can't say them them come back crawling because, like, it'll, it'll probably be a new regime. But, like, Rock makes that phone call and they, hey, Mercedes. What 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 do we got to put on this paper to you know bring you back in? And because I, I, I think I think that's the thing with some of these wrestlers from that are like the a, AEW AEW people that have roots in AEW and feel like AEW people that also started but also you know them and had a notable career in WWE, like the Christian Cages, like the Danielsons, the Moxleys. Like I don't think they're never going back. Not necessarily even be wrestlers on screen, but like I think you're going to go back to WWE to like do the retirement of the retirement of WrestleMania thing and do the the speech and all that kind of stuff, and still work in wrestling behind the scenes when their days are done. So like, it's going to be interesting to see like when those people because the generation the way generation turnover like those people are going to be black wrestlers more and more. 
Um, I, so I think that's also cool. Yeah. It's gonna be just you know, it's gonna be more people besides just Mark Henry. Yeah. Um, his second question from Curry Goat, what is with the insane loyalty, even if you can call it that, that black WWE fans show to the company as a black person myself? I have always found it confusing that black people are so dedicated to the promotion. It is even more confusing when they are actively attacking black journalists and personalities such as Lyric for not enjoying the product, downplaying the achievements of black wrestlers in other companies or downright try to turn the entire fan base against them for choosing to exist outside the WWE and act like the WWE way is the only way of doing wrestling. What's the deal here? I have some answers seeing it. Like when we sort of started this podcast, I came on and said, like, I'm not watching anything aside from WWE. Cause that's the big leagues. It's that's their show. That's their show. Um, like there, there might be others like it, but, this is their show and this is what they grew up on and this is what they watched in, or they're a certain age and they're, they're not into following like the new Jack shit that, uh, you know, the Ospreys and the, you know, the flippy dudes are doing now. Like they think that like, Hey, like I grew up on WCW cruiserweights. That's far as I'm fucking taking it. I might go as far as the X division for TNA. Like anything beyond that is too fucking ridiculous. I'm, I'm good. I don't know to watch these 20 year olds do ridiculous shit whatever else, whatever. Um, I just, I think a lot of it is like people don't want to change. People don't want to watch all this shit. And like, I don't hold it against you for not wanting to watch all this shit. But like, if I'm, but if I, I'm coming to you, I'm normally more times than I am coming to you in good faith. When I say, Hey, this thing that you like, if you like it, cool. I think there's stuff out there that you would like more. If you gave it a shot, because I once was you. Mm hmm. And, um, I, you know, like, I feel like the people that, you know, people like Floyd, people like Tanya that are old, a little older than us, that love WWE still, or whatever else, they're open-minded to, like, when, we, when they see some other stuff, they're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever else. If they don't, if it's not their taste, they don't like it, cool. Like, you know, Floyd, well, I don't think they'll ever get Floyd to like Gunther, right? But he enjoys watching the Young Bucks. Right, like we even look. Tanya even on Twitter this week said that, like, you know, she liked she liked the part where the young bus came out with the white suits and they're wearing Sting's blood, you know, every week. He, they like, you know, what I'm saying, like, no, and this is and this is a time when you know, bef- you know, three years ago, all this is flippy shit, super super kick masturbation, fuck out of here. So, you know, I think it comes down to like, are you willing to act? Are you open minded <clears throat> to the, if you're in this wrestling stuff and you see people send stuff, are you just quick to dismiss it? Or are you actually Wanting to engage with it in, in open in good faith, and if I, I you're think, not, that's that's your prerogative. Um, but you ain't got to bring the rest of us down with it and be like, "Look at this lame shit y'all watching." I watching minor league shit. It's like, bro, like I'm trying to watch people who, like, like go back to the conversation we had started. This like I'm trying to watch people who, like, what got me back into wrestling after all these years was a wrestling match. It wasn't a feud or storyline or a love triangle or or any of that. It was. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker had one of the best matches in WWE history at WrestleMania 25. I pull, I got a copy of it, watched it, was blown the fuck away, and it kind of got me back into watching, you know, WrestleManias. And then The Rock showed back up, and then the pipe now happened, and then One Nation Radio. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think black people, 
much like any other wrestling fans are subject to tribalism yep. you know like and um even when you're let, let's take it out of wrestling <laughs> is, the, is being a WWE fan like being a cowboys fan <laughs> yeah that, that's what they would you know they, they 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 grew up with that like so like when you talk about just things in general demographically right i say if there was like let's do nice round numbers Let's say there were 2 million WWE fans in the world and I don't know, 500,000 of them are black. Let's say that, right? Within the ecosystem of wrestling, each company progressively has less fans, right? Yep. Uh, AEW will have, in this situation, they have 1 million fans. New Japan Pro Wrestling has 500,000 fans. That percentage keeps getting lower of how many black people in total yep. are inside of each one. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like the people that like this, like, you know, w- when I would go to, I would go with Jeremy and I would go with Josh and we go to like new Japan shows. Like we wouldn't in like 2017 and stuff like that, or ring of honor, different stuff like that. But like, yeah, there's not a lot of black people around here, but a lot of that comes down to access uh, availability. Like as far as like, you know, whether it's a financial commitment whether it's also a, you know, there's a, there's a McDonald's on every corner. There's not a Five Guys everywhere. Right. Like, and most most black folks are eating McDonald's, like, just by numbers. In, like, in, in. Five Guys is expensive as hell. Because I can just watch, because, look, I already paid for cable. I can just watch. Yeah. I can just watch Raw or SmackDown. I had to pay an online streaming service to watch it in New Japan. Yeah, if I if I'm not you know internet savvy, you know how to steal it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a part of it too, as you mentioned. Um, as far as them actively like attacking people like lyric and all that, I think that's suckerism. I think that's hoishness. I think that is people being threatened by somebody that has their own opinion and is not afraid to uh, go against like the the majority voice. Remember, I just talked about those numbers. There's two million WWE fans, five hundred thousand black ones right right there's there, there's more ice cube juniors than yeah than, yeah there's more ice cube juniors and in several other you know people you can name them all y'all know y'all i know, know i know names. i know a line you're finna use you decide not to not you pull your punch on that one you're yeah. about to say corny side of motherfucking weren't you yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i won't buzz um, he didn't say it. There, he didn't say yeah, it. I didn't say it. James <laughs> did. But um, yeah, as far as them like attacking lyric and um, stuff like that, that's just like they see her tweeting about Katsuhiko Nakajima, and they're like, it, it sounds like like it. It sounds like a foreign language, but like it's it actually is to them. <laughs> like because it's like, hold on, this don't compute. Like you not like that's for the the white people like the japanese wrestling and stuff like that's for you know and and i think like a lot of people are not comfortable having these conversations in a logical mature way so what they do is is turn to assaulting people in their dms and uh harassing them and you know hers is worse of course she's a woman too yeah, so like she's getting it, and and props to her. Like she be swatting the ass too. Like like and it'd be funny. Like when she be swatting them, but like the more like lyric, like her her profile like raises in this thing, the more she's going to threaten people. Like and, oh yeah, 
you know, and make them feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, like I said, it's 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 a tribalism too. It's like people were wrapped up in that stuff. And right. then and, and for you, some you throw race in there and then right. you throw uh you throw wrestlers of different races in this thing and it's like it all gets fucked up and it's nasty and there's a weird loyalty from you know from a lot of black fans and you know i see it and i don't understand it personally because i don't know how you look at wwe and you'd be like this is the this is the company for us like they've always done right by us and all this like this is just what you had like, yep. <laughs> like this is just what you're used to. You don't want want to want to open your eyes for something else because, like, we we did all the conversations about black wrestlers in AEW, and it's crazy. The closer Swerve has gotten to the title, people are happy. Over the people that would be the the ones that saying like, you know, all uh, was uh, all white wrestling or whatever else, they're not happier about this Swerve thing. Right, I thought so. Like, I thought I, I feel like we're really, actually getting oh, the answers to what like, oh, really it's just is more mudslinging. Gotcha. It's not actually about swerve. It's not actually about black wrestlers in general. Right. It's just something else. It's WWE point. versus AEW. It's, it's just point. another. It's another fucking uh, you know chapter in the book. Right. Is and the thing for and the thing for like me and you is like we're watching we're watching the shit and we're like. Yeah, they got a point, but they're not saying it in good faith. Now let's have a conversation about like for for people that actually like have these concerns in good faith. And we've had those over the years. And then like as this thing has gotten progressively better, the women's division and uh, black wrestlers is like, oh, y'all done? Y'all not y'all getting home. down? Y'all it's, y'all it's, not getting down? It's a ghost town. Y'all, y'all not getting down with it? Like oh, okay. So now, now it's now they're, you know it's too. They're now to bring in Mexican wrestlers. It's like, wait, what, what's the problem with them bringing the Mexican wrestlers? I don't, I don't, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Story. John Moxley's an asshole, and they want to beat him up, and then like they start beating him up, each other up. Like now they want to fight each other. It's a pretty simple story. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, it, it's. The the wrestlers are acutely aware of this shit. They're not caught off guard by it. I can tell you guys now. They know what 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 the what the grift is, what the games are. Like they understand when they switch. Like Swerve switch jerseys. You you think he's not aware of 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 the dynamics at play? It's kind of easy to see. So um, as far as like that loyalty like <laughs> like there is no black company let's just say let's just put it out there like there there is I mean, no black company i mean there there are different things well, that happen well, well, i mean terminus <laughs> you stupid <laughs> what's the uh what's the shit that looks crappy wrestling that what's the shit called uh what not flow slam it's some slam, uh, right hood hood slam hood or something slam. like hood that eight uh hood slam for us by us look ashe Wrestling in North Carolina, you know that's you know that's uh as what's his name uh joint Darius Lockhart. Who 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 owns for the culture? I don't think it's us actually. GCW. Right, right. Which of well, course means no. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. What else we got? Um, so two more questions, Seth Rich Rogan. No, Hopefully. no, I was thinking like what else we got as far as oh. like can we think can we think of like any other black fans? 
black feds. Um, uh, you know, they got the Pan African Championship. That's like that kind of floats. You know, uh, the one. Wait, was the Pan African Champion the shit that Caitlyn had won that one year when she was woman champion? No, no, that's a different one. Okay, okay. different one. Is Pan African? Wait, what about the shit where they they ain't got the ring yet? Not sure. Oh, Ugandan wrestling, soft right. ground. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ugandan soft ground wrestling. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's us. That's, that's us. A, that's the that's the ass for. I mean, they be, it better damn will be us. Who the fuck paid for this shit? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're like, God damn it again. God damn it Deadlock again. Deadlock Pro. Yeah, like, Black Fed. Deadlock Deadlock Pro. Yeah, lots of black black wrestlers there. Um. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, man. Doesn't, doesn't doesn't your boy James uh, Darnell uh, own that or no? I don't, James Darnell. Yeah, yeah, but they they book a lot of black. Wrestlers. I know they do, but they don't. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, I already did the whole thing with GCW and like tearing them to shreds. Um, yeah, that's but what, yeah, yeah, man. You watch that clip on YouTube. Yeah, I um them trying to turn the fans against them like it's you know it's it's hoishness like that that's all it is it's self-hate yeah <laughs> like like they, all that shit is too close to white supremacy for me like <laughs> like we gonna make sure these niggas don't prosper for our niggas over here that's what we want what i don't know um Seeing as how it is Black History Month, we we, we look a lot a lot of questions, you know, uh, about the race, James. You know, here so the race. You know, been been a long time since we got a you know we got a chance to talk about the race. The race. <laughs> is that a, oh is that a double entendre? Is that a double entendre? You know, sure. <laughs> oh, oh Seth Rich Rogan says Scott Diamore and other TNA people leave and create their own company. It'll be called Pro Wrestling No Ass. I'll hang up and listen. Um, Seth Rich, come on, man. Did he say pro wrestling no ass? Yes. I mean, Naomi ain't there no more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trinity's no longer there. I mean, I, I, she, 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 she took the ass with her. She's not. Um, oh. He says, the second question, uh, yeah, pro wrestling, no money. That's great. <laughs> So, in your most optimal world, how would the AEW mid-card belts work? Would they have defined identities? Open challenge belt, touring belt, would they primarily have their identities be defined by their holders as they seem to be now? Um, I don't know. I'd have the I'd have the Continental Crown be like essentially like the IWGP Intercontinental title in the old days, like where it's right on par with the world title. Um, just because you have so much like great main event level wrestlers like they need to balance i think between those two belts um and everything else can kind of be used like international belt like i would use that how how the sw like stardom really had the right idea like a couple years ago with how a lot of their their belts work like the young person's belt this international belt like, oh before they got died before they got that strong on iwgp women's correct in their fucking correct yeah yeah, yeah 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 when he said swa yeah i, I get what you mean yeah, yeah and uh, you know they got the ROH belt already, blah blah blah. But that's a part of the triple crown. Yeah. Um, 
TNT belt, you know, I think there should be an old guys belt kind of like, you know, a master's the, the division? master's division. Yes. The master's division belt. And, you know, the TNT belt can, can be that TNT or old ass network or whatever. Um, you know, continental crowns, like your one a, and then international is like, you're, you know, all right, we want to elevate somebody like Daniel Garcia would be great for like either the TNT or the fucking international. Like you want to put it on, like a work, a young work rate guy, you give him the international belt or whatever, or, you know, a fresh work rate guy like Orange Cassidy. Um, and then, you know, your world titles is your world titles and, and Continental is like essentially perpen- you know, right across from it. That's how I would do it. Um, I kind of wish that the uh i think the title holders have obscured like what the purpose of each belt was at the time or what the purpose they served right now like orange cat like is international title is supposed to be an excursion belt but orange cassidy has had that belt most of the last year and whatever um mm-hmm. so like that's not a thing um the triple crown I mean, obviously, that's going to be used. That's that's now taking kind of taking the place of that because Orange Cassidy, uh, with the, obviously the ties to New Japan Strong and with Ring of Honor, you're obviously going to see a lot of back and forth to Japan over time, or you imagine it would be. Uh, and then the TNT title, the TNT title is supposed to be, you know, kind of a kind of like what the old ideal of the white belt was in Star Wars. Like this is the face heartbeat of the company. Maybe not someone that's going to be a champion. Uh, not necessarily to be the AEW world champion, but like someone that like when you think of AEW at this moment in time, you'll think of them in the runner half. So like some Orange Cassidy would have had a TNT title run. So like Eddie Kingston would have had a TNT title run. Um, Darby had multiple TNT title runs, right? Like that's the example. Swerve would have had one by now, um, but it's been tied up in other stuff, and right now it's been tied up in uh, seemingly the Masters Division. Uh, Masters Division, yeah. But but yeah, like. Um, if we ever get back to those ideals, I think they all are all kind of out the way of each other. Obviously, I think there's some inter- overlap between um the inter international and the um uh triple crown, uh because obviously they serve what would it seem like the same purpose at the same time. But like Orange Cat's head is built so long that you like I don't even know what it, like does that purpose even still matter anymore? Right. So, so who knows? So who knows? Um, but yeah, that was our last question, man. So, man, you guys came through with like a real episode of mailbag questions. Um, it's gonna be funny to like the timestamp this NBA oh All Star Week weekend mailbag mailbag. Yeah, yeah, you know, light week for James on the on the tagging. So. Yeah. Like for, I don't know I'm going to clip this shit. Yeah, we, 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 I'm just going to have to clip interesting questions, you know, and, and shit like that. I, I got a couple ideas okay. um, uh, of what we're going to clip, but uh, yeah, I guess that's a, uh, that's a fucking wrap. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, if you are not um, watching the stream, I'm sorry, if you are watching from the stream, uh, be sure to go to our podcast and go to our show notes to the Red Circle uh, link and donate there and listen to the other shows on the network. Besides One H Radio, you have Keeping the Strong Style, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Oh my God, I said Ricky and Clive. Yikes. Let's, let's, let's do that for In the, the archive. Let's do that again. Yeah, that's, those are in the Run archive. Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, let's start again. Besides Witcher Radio, you can listen to Keep It Strong Style, All Things Elite, MWE Adventure, Wrestling Art with Chris Things, Tunnel Talk, and the Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. Boy, I went into autopilot. I, <laughs> I went into autopilot on that one. Uh, <laughs> as I was pulling up the uh I was pulling up the notes to make sure I could get it in the right order, I was like, uh, let's just let's just just, just go autopilot and answer all something like that, Ricky Clock, and I was like, Oh, yeah, that's not that's not that's not, that's not that's current. Old. That's the old way. The old way, yes. Yeah. Uh but thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good night later. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.